MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series. Gentlemen, start your engines! Green flag, green flag. Today, the Camping World RV 400 presented by Coleman. Sponsored by Sprint. For more NASCAR Sprint Cup Series, go to Sprint.com forward slash speed. Sprint ahead. By the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. By Coke Zero. Never back down. Demand real Coca-Cola taste and zero calories. By AAA. Call 1-800-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. By Halston Z14. The fragrance for men. Available at Walmart now. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Gatorade. Is it in you? By the auto parts experts at AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. By Office Depot, the official office products partner of NASCAR. Two-way radio and race scanner communication provided by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them online at racingelectronics.com. Back at Kansas Speedway, closing in on the Camping World RV 400 on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Let's talk about what it takes to survive and contend on this racetrack, Barney? Well, the one thing they'll tell you, any racetrack we go to, you need a good handling car, a car that's adjustable. In case you're not getting through the corners, you can make a couple of adjustments on it and still keep it up front. Very fast racetrack, so you really need to have the kind of car that works when you go off them turns at 180 miles an hour. And the question that everyone asks, is this just another mile-and-a-half racetrack? And most of the drivers will tell you, no, it's not. There are certain things about this track that are different from the others. The fact that it's a little flatter entering the corners and exiting the turns makes it a little bit different in the way the car handles handles what we've seen so far this weekend a lot of great side-by-side three and sometimes four wide racing so the track is good should be a great run today those are the keys to the race brought to you by team tundra tougher with every race toyota moving ladies forward. and gentlemen please welcome director of motorsports camping world kurt hunt as he delivers the most famous words in motorsports gentlemen start your The Camping World RV 400 presented by Coleman coming up on the Motor Racing Network. Time now for the starting lineup for today's Camping World RV 400 presented by Coleman. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler, Row 22. Joe Nemechek, Lakeland, Florida, Furniture Row Chevrolet, Row 21. Juan Pablo Montoya, Bogota, Colombia, Texaco Hovland Dutch. Tony Stewart, Columbus, Indiana, Home Depot, Toyota Camry. Row 20. David Rudeman, Zephyrils, Florida, UPS Toyota. Robbie Gordon, Orange, California, Menards, Maypay, Dodge Charger. Row 19. Scott Riggs, Bahama, North Carolina, State Water Heater Chevrolet. Jeff Burton, South Boston, Virginia, AT&T Chevrolet. Row 18. Kevin Harvick, Bakersfield, California, Shell Pennzoil Chevrolet. Regan Smith, Cato, New York, Principal Financial Group Chevrolet. Row 17. Carl Edwards, Columbia, Missouri, Office Depot Ford. Travis Quapple, Janesville, Wisconsin, Yates Racing Ford. Row 16. David Gilliland, Riverside, California, Yates Racing, Ford Fusion. Kurt Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada, Miller Lite Dodge. Row 15. Denny Hamlin, Chesterfield, Virginia, FedEx Toyota. Michael Waltrip, Orangeboro, Kentucky, Napa Toyota. Row 14. 
Joey Logano, Middletown, Connecticut, DLP Toyota. Kyle Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada, M&M's Toyota. Row 13. Dave Blaney, Hartford, Ohio, the Caterpillar Toyota. Tony Raines, LaPorte, Indiana, Chevrolet. Row 12. Clint Boyer, Emporia, Kansas, Jack Daniels, Chevrolet. Sam Morris Jr., Defiance, Ohio, Mobile One Dodge. Row 11. Kyle Petty, Trinity, North Carolina, Wells Fargo Dodge. Bobby Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas, Cheerios, Betty Crocker Dodge. Row 10. G'day, this is Marcus Ambrose from Launceston, Australia, driving the 21 Little Debbie Ford Fusion. Patrick Arpati, Las Vegas, Nevada, Lifelog Dodge. Row 9. Greg Biffle, Vancouver, Washington, 3M Ford Fusion. Reed Sorensen, Peachtree City, Georgia, Target Dodge. Row 8. Jamie McMurray from Joplin, Missouri, Crown Royal and Ford Fusion. Ryan Newman, South Bend, Indiana, Altel Dodge. Row 7. Edgy Almdinger, San Jose, California, Red Bull, Toyota. Jeff Gordon, Charlotte, North Carolina, DuPont, Chevrolet, Impala SS. Row 6. David Reagan, Unadella, Georgia, AAA, Ford Fusion. Dale Hart Jr., Cleveland, North Carolina, Amp Energy, National Guard, Chevrolet. And now, the top 10 starters. Starting 10th. Casey Mears, Bakersfield, California, Kellogg's Car Quest, Chevrolet. Starting 9th. Brian Vickers, Thomasville, North Carolina. Red Bull, Toyota. Starting 8th. Casey Kane, Unumclaw, Washington, Budweiser Dodge. Starting 7th. Bill Elliott, Dallasville, Georgia, Woods Brothers, Ford Fusion. Starting 6th. Paul Menard, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Menards, Johns Manville, Chevrolet. Starting 5th. Martin Truex Jr., Mayetta, New Jersey, Bass Pro Shop, Chevrolet. Starting 4th. Elliott Sadler, Emporia, Virginia, Best Buy Dodge. Starting 3rd. Matt Kenseth, Cambridge, Wisconsin, DeWalt Ford. Starting second. Mark Martin, Batesville, Arkansas, U.S. Army Chevrolet. And starting on the pole. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajon, California, Lowe's, Impala. That's the 43 starters for today's Camping World RV 400 presented by Coleman. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler. Two drivers failed to make it in qualifying here on Friday afternoon. Michael McDowell and Johnny Sauter, the 43 starters, just now completing the first of three pace laps before we run. All 43 except Jeff Burton. What's going on, Steve Post? Again, Jeff Burton's car sitting along the pit lane. Uh, They were working on the car. He's rolled away from his pit stall now. Let's uh, go back downstairs. Jeff Jeff Burton uh, reported to the crew, to Scott Miller and the crew, that the uh, tachometer was not working and that's how they set the pit road speed so they're trying to figure out what the problem is with the tack and then he needs to determine they can do it through gearing as long as they can get the tack working and right now they're working to make sure that they can do that uh, jeff inside the race car trying to figure that out and trying to make that uh, make that piece of equipment work to help them here today could get him a speed uh, penalty on uh, pit road speeding if they don't get the tack fixed on that car Joe told you about three laps before they put them under green. That'll give us a quick time to swing around the racetrack, bring in a couple of voices who will be right on top of the action in turns one and two and three and four. In turns one and two from Barry, Vermont, we've got Dave Moody. Thank you, Barney Hall. Good afternoon, everybody. As the jet blowers make one final sweep around this racetrack to make sure there's no debris to, to deal with in the opening laps of this race. This mile and a half Kansas Speedway, nice and wide, minimally banked, very smooth transitions both in and out of the corners, and that'll allow these drivers to get two, three and every once in a while even four wide racing for the position it's a track where you can move up or down to affect the handling of this race car this track today it's hot 
It's greasy, and it's almost certain to stay that way. The sun is beating down, temperatures in the mid-80s, not a cloud in the sky, and not a lick of cloud cover to try and change this racetrack as the afternoon goes on. It's going to be a day of adapting and chasing the racing surface for many of these drivers. We'll follow the action today from high atop a billboard here midway between turns one and two at the Kansas Speedway. Now let's go to the other end of the property, Mike Bagley of Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you, Dave Moody. Good afternoon, everyone. Positioned on a billboard midway between turns three and four, watching the cars come off turn number two and get themselves positioned for a good run off the end of this back straightaway. Yesterday in the NASCAR Nationwide Series race, we saw every lane of these corners used all the way at the bottom, two more in the middle, and then one on the extreme high side of the racetrack that separates the racetrack from the safer barrier and the outside retaining wall. This is track a, a driver's dream. They love racing here because they have multiple lanes from which to choose. If the car doesn't handle well on the bottom, they can make the appropriate adjustments, take the car up the banking or down the banking, whichever is your liking and make the car work for them through 400 miles this afternoon. We'll cover all the action uh, from behind the AAA.com billboard midway between turns three and four here this afternoon at the Kansas Speedway. Today's broadcast of the Camping World RV 400 by Coleman is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Kansas Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Field is working about halfway down the back straightaway. When they come back around through the trioval, they'll get the green flag and start the first of 267 laps that make up the total distance of 400.5 miles today in the Camping World RV 400, the 29th race of the season, and again, more importantly, the third race of the chase to the NASCAR Sprint Cup. Up front, Jimmy Johnson, Mark Martin, they're lined up side by side. They got Matt Kenseth and Elliott Sadler on row two, then Martin Truex and Paul Menard on row three. And remember, several of the chase contenders starting deep in the field, like Carl Edwards, the point leader, going from the 34th position. Kevin Harvick, he's back there in 36th, and Jeff Burton will start in the 37th position here today. The Ford Mustang pace car takes the field into turn number four, now getting ready to hit the pit lane. The field comes into the trioval, and for the start of the Camping World RV 400 presented by Coleman, Here's MRN Radio's Barney Hall. Here they come down to the line. This will be the eighth time the Cup cars have run here at Kansas Speedway. Green flag goes in the air, and they're heading for turn number one. Jimmy Johnson gets a good start. He's at the bottom of the racetrack all by himself. Leaves Mark Martin hung out on the outside as they go down to turn one. Down underneath him, Matt Kenseth will take the number two position away. The door is open on the inside. Martin Truex Jr. will challenge Mark Martin for third place. Now he'll quickly back away, fall in line, and follow Mark Martin up the back straightaway for the first time here this afternoon at Kansas. Kansas. First side-by-side battle is where Bill Elliott has company in the outside lane. Paul Menard trying to complete the pass. Jimmy Johnson at the point, though, coming back to start finish. It is three wide back for the fifth spot. That is where Brian Vickers goes all the way to the bottom under Bill Elliott and Paul Menard. Well below the line and all the way almost to the grass for Brian Vickers. Picked up a couple of spots sliding under Paul Menard, under Bill Elliott. Move Brian Vickers to the number six position. Still side by side for seventh. Elliott and Menard. Traffic stacking up behind them. Casey Kane, also Casey Mears, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Jeff Gordon all stacked up there. Here's Menard. Fender out in front and the advantage goes to Menard. Cramlin's going back at seventh place as they roll out of turn number four and cross the line, heading back into turn number one. Back in eighth is Bill Elliott, Casey Kane, Casey Mears, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mix it up pretty good. Problem awesome for Bill Clint Boyer. He's down to the bottom of the racetrack right now. Up on the outside, Paul Menard, Casey Kane, Casey Mears. Now Bill's got a little company down low as Dale Jr. drives to the inside.
inside. Double wide, two rows deep. Elliott to the inside of Kane. Behind them, Junior to the inside of Casey Mears. Here's Kane, going to sling his car to the top side of the racetrack, trying to get the run around Bill Elliott, trying to grab that spot off the corner. One of the chase contenders, Clint Boyer, having a problem. He jumped the start and therefore received a pass-through penalty. He's just completed that, now making his way up off turn two as the field bears down on him there. Clint Boyer comes up onto the banking in turn number two, but he's got no momentum at all, and the leaders are bearing down, heading for three. Clint Boyer is hoping for a quick caution flag. He's trying to stay on the lead lap. He's about 20 car lengths in front of the race leader. That's Jimmy Johnson. Johnson has about five over Matt Kenseth, who rides in second. Clint's got it wound out a little bit right now. Picked up some momentum going up through three and four, but Jimmy Johnson is closing in, and that's the last thing in the world Clint wants to see is going going a lap down on lap number four. They're back in turn two. Clint Boyer's got his momentum up. Looks like he'll be able to keep Jimmy Johnson in the rear view for now. Back toward the tail end of the top ten. They're side-by-side for position. Casey Mears has got the low line. Bill Elliott trying to rim right the outside. That Wood Brothers forward to the high side of turn number two, trying to regain some lost positions. He'll have to race wheel-to-wheel with Casey Mears in order to do it. Here's Elliott. He'll go a groove off the bottom of the racetrack. On the bottom with Jeff Gordon and AJ Allmendinger looking on. Fighting over the ninth position there are Bill Elliott and Casey Mears. Now they get in line, and it's Jeff Gordon stepping out to make the pass first to the outside of his teammate in turn one. To the high groove on Casey Mears. He'll take AJ Allmendinger to the upper groove along with him. Mears clinging to the bottom of the racetrack. High lane is the fast way around right now. Jeff Gordon making the move. Trying to break into the top ten. Here's Gordon for the top side of turn number two. Wheel to wheel racing with his teammate. At the entrance to turn number three, Gordon gets the advantage. Here's AJ Allmendinger. He'll slide wide up behind Gordon. Now has off the poker up in the middle. Three wide. And we're talking about Jeff Gordon being a little bit under the weather and that there is a driver standing by, Brad Keselowski, in case he needs relief here this afternoon. But Dave Moody, if that car starts running pretty good up inside the top ten, I don't think he'll come out of it. No, I don't think so either, Barney. Right now he's got his hands full with A.J. Allmendinger in a battle for 11th and 12th position. Allmendinger dives to the bottom. He's going to put on the challenge. Bright silver Red Bull Toyota to the bottom of the rainbow-colored Chevrolet of Jeff Gordon. Gordon chops him off at the entrance of three. He'll slide across the bow of that Toyota. David Reagan is there as well. Evasive maneuvers for Allmendinger as Gordon slams his Chevrolet to the bottom of the racetrack in turn number three. Settled down, coming back to the start-finish line. Now it is Dale Hart Jr. looking for a way to get by Greg Biffle. They are following Jamie McMurray. Let's follow that threesome back to turn one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is usually the first one to go to the outside of the racetrack, but so far this afternoon, he seems to like the bottom of the racetrack as he chases Greg Biffle. Off the back straightaway come the leaders. Battle begins to tighten for the number three position. Mark Martin's backing up for Martin Truex Jr.'s going to the whip. Battle between teammates for that third spot. They head down to the line for third place. Let's see who comes away with it as they go off into one. Truex just drives to the bottom of the racetrack and sets sail, leaving Mark Martin in the dust in turn one. I think Mark Martin saw Truex coming. His DEI teammate with a whole head of steam. And Mark, I think, decided that now was not the time to fight over third. Truex takes the spot and drives away. Martin backs away, allows Truex to get the third spot. Martin falls back to fourth. And there's Brian Vickers rounding out the top five. Further back, good side-by-side battle between David Reagan and A.J. Allmendinger. Here's Reagan to the bottom of the racetrack. Allmendinger got a groove and a half for the top side of the safer barrier. Turn four. The battle stays side-by-side, and now looks like Reagan's going to get the run-up off turn number four, get the advantage. Well, not so quickly. Here comes A.J. again to the outside lane. That battle continues into turn one. That's the battle for the number 12. 
12 position. It's David Reagan on the bottom. A.J. Allmendinger on the outside. Reagan taking the short way around, but at the exit of the corner, Allmendinger able to get the power run down two. Here he comes up the back shoot. Reagan now to the bottom of the racetrack will grab the spot. They will race single file into the corner. Not so for a battle further up. Here's Casey Mears to the inside of Paul Menard and Casey Kane. The Budweiser Dodge in that mix as well. That's been a hot spot ever since they put him under green this afternoon wherever Paul Menard was. He's got a good handling race car. But he's going to have to have the best going off into turn number one or he's going to lose the position to Casey Mears. That's the battle for seventh position. It's Mears down low. Menard up high. Then Casey Kane on the bottom. Bill Elliott top side. Now you can have Jeff Gordon to that mix. It's a five-man battle. And the first driver out of line in that battle is Jeff Gordon. DuPont Chevrolet to the inside of the Motorcraft Ford. Wheel to wheel, Ford and Chevy for position. Here's Elliott sliding up the racetrack. Gordon with that Chevrolet buried in the white line at the bottom of the racetrack. Riding there for the 10th position, Bill Elliott has the spot. Now that battle becomes three wide. Casey Kane right in the middle. Gordon to the inside. Bill Elliott decides to uh, make the move down low instead of going three wide, and he'll kind of follow him through turns one and two now. Jeff Gordon's got the advantage. He's on the bottom of the track, makes his way underneath the Casey Kane machine. Now he's got an idea about getting after Paul Menard for position. Well, they get dicey there. The battle for the lead Titans. Matt Kenton has caught race leader Jimmy Johnson. Chops it down to about two, maybe three car lengths behind his bumper as they cross the line, head over into turns one and two. He is reeling him in. Let's see if he catches him this time around. Chevrolet and Ford getting ready to square off for the top spot here at Kansas Speedway. Jimmy Johnson, Matt Kenseth, both right down at the bottom of the banking, separated now by only a car length off two. They race up the back straightaway. Jimmy Johnson, Matt Kenseth racing for the lead here at the Kansas Speedway. Again, Kenseth content to ride behind Johnson. About two car lengths between the top two, and they've got a good second over Martin Truex Jr. who rides in third. Twelve laps are complete. A quick look at the top five. It's Jimmy Johnson, Matt Kenseth, Martin Truex Jr., Mark Martin, and Brian Vickers. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back at Kansas Speedway, took 15 laps to do it, but we've got a lead change. Matt Kenseth has inherited the number one spot, drove to the outside of Jimmy Johnson about a lap ago, and now has driven away by five car lengths. Yeah, it didn't take long for Matt Kenseth to go to the whip once he completed the pass on the low Chevrolet. Matt Kenseth and that DeWalt Ford have left him in the dust. Five car lengths make it six now. Matt uses the bottom side of turns three and four, and Jimmy now letting that Chevrolet run wide on the outside at the top side of turns three and four. Clint Boyer is just in front of the leaders. If you're joining the broadcast late, he jumped the start this afternoon, had to do a pass-through run, and therefore he's just ahead of the race leaders, but getting a little more comfortable as he starts to pull away a little bit. Again, Kenseth, after getting the lead, is also pulling away. He's getting away from Jimmy Johnson, who's running in second. You've got Martin Truex in third, Brian Vickers fourth, and Mark Martin now in fifth. Running sixth is Elliott Sadler, seventh is Casey Mears, Jeff Gordon is eighth, David Reagan ninth, in 10th is Paul Menard. A.J. Allmendinger shows in 11th. In 12th is Bill Elliott. Greg Biffle is 13th. 14th would be Casey Kane. In 15th is Jamie McMurray. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 16th. 17th is Ryan Newman. 18th, Carl Edwards. And in 19th is Reed Sorensen. 20th, Bobby Labonte. Kyle Busch runs in 21st. Dave Blaney's 22nd. Tony Raines, 23rd. 
Kevin Harvick's in 24th. Tony Stewart all the way up to 25th. Michael Waltrip now taking the 25th spot, and Tony falls into 26th. Sam Hornish is 27th. Scott Riggs, 28th. Juan Pablo Montoya, 29th, and Denny Hamlin is 30th. Marcus Ambrose rides 31st. Jeff Burton's all the way back to 32nd. David Gilliland's 33rd. Patrick Carpentier, 34th. David Rudiman, 35th. Kyle Petty, 36th. Travis Quapel, 37th. Joey Logano is 38th. Regan Smith is 39th and 40th is Robbie Gordon. 41st, Kurt Busch, 42nd, Joe Nemechek. And 43rd is Clint Boyer. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Steve Post, uh, Kurt Busch didn't start that well this afternoon. He started in 31st, but he's certainly not picked up any ground. He's gone the other way. What's going on there? No, indeed he has. He just reported to Pat Trison, the crew chief on the Miller Lite Dodge from Penske Racing here, that the car is very, very tight. That means as he goes into the corner, he turns the wheels to the left, and the nose wants to slide up. That's taking a lot of the momentum and a lot of the speed out of the car. The bottom line of it is he's clinging to one of those last spots, and uh, the leaders are starting to show up in his rearview mirror. So that's the story on Kurt Busch. Again, back there in the 40th position, just kind of laboring along. But what a move by Tony Stewart. We talked about him in the pre-race this afternoon, starting back in the 41st position. He has charged all the way up to 26 now and seems to be one of the fastest cars out on the racetrack. Bobby Labonte just picked up a spot a lap ago. He got by Reed Sorensen. Bobby's up into the 19th position. And Matt Kenseth. Is starting to check out a little bit, Barney. Something we saw a lot yesterday in the nationwide race. Say what? That uh, when he had that problem, what up at Loud, New Hampshire, a couple of weeks ago, and he came back to Dover, really bounced back in a hurry. He's just been one of the strongest cars out there, and whatever they've done in that team, they've got everything going their way right now. And uh, look for him to stay at the front of the field. He's got a real fast race car. And normally, when we talk about Matt, we say he's one of those bread and butter drivers. He's somewhere in the top 10 all day long, and when you get down toward the end of the race, all of a sudden he's up there challenging to maybe win the thing. But today, when you see him at the front, you can bet they have got a strong race car. Matt got off to a tough start in the chase, but is now trying to work his way back, and he said, you know, the only way I can do it is by controlling what I can, that is running as good as I can every single week, and hope maybe the circumstances will pan out for things to, uh, you know, provide me an opportunity. And right now he's fifth of the championship points as he leads, at least as of the last completed lap here at Kansas today. Over to turns one and two over there, Dave Moody. We're seeing a lot of cars. Quite a few of them are able to stick right at the bottom of the racetrack. But for this early in the race, with only 23 laps, 24 laps now completed, it looks like some of those guys don't want to be as close to that outside wall as they're running over there. Yeah, I think you're exactly right about that, Barney. Most of the guys that are running high right now are doing so by necessity instead of by choice. You know that uh, Tony Stewart is looking for a groove when you see him up next to the outside wall. He said for years that given his druthers, he's a catfish, a bottom feeder that will run the bottom of the racetrack. Smoke has taken the Home Depot Toyota right to the top of the racetrack, and it's working for him right now. So Smoke chopping his way through the field. Another guy who's poured on the steam here over the last five laps or so, Martin Truex Jr. in the third spot. He was a couple of seconds behind Jimmy Johnson, but Dave, now he's chopping it down. Yeah, he's within about five car lengths now. Jimmy Johnson's low Chevrolet. Martin Truex Jr., he's been on a bit of a hot streak in the last few weeks. He is reeling in, Jimmy. The outside retaining wall, but it seems to be paying off for him, at least for now. Martin Truex Jr., a strong race car. He's three car lengths back of Jimmy Johnson right now, who rides in second place as they go back off into turn number one. Look like he's gaining a little bit more. Martin Truex is as they go to turn two. And he better hurry and get after Jimmy Johnson because not far behind him and looming larger in the rear view mirror is the Red Bull of Toyota of Brian Vickers. Vickers may make this a three-man battle for second. He's got some ground to make up, but he is on the charge. Again, watching Johnson and Martin Truex Jr. 
That is the battle for the second position. And Vickers again joins them topside. Vickers would love to make that a three-man dance. Martin Truex getting ready to strike. He sneaks up on the rear deck of Jimmy Johnson's Chevy here at the start-finish line and starts looking for opportunities. Let's see if he breaks out to the inside or outside there in turn one. Now the chase is over. Truex has caught Jimmy Johnson. Now the question is, can he do anything with him? Both of them running about a groove off the outside retaining wall. For the moment, Johnson will hold on. That battle for second tightens up even more as Truex has caught Johnson and Brian Vickers in hot pursuit as well. Off the end of the back straightaway, Johnson to the top side of the racetrack, one groove off the wall, Truex a half groove off the wall, and continuing to shut the distance down. Martin Truex Jr. right now just more or less taking the measure of Jimmy Johnson to see where he's really strong or whether he's got a weakness going off into the corners. Jimmy changed lanes this time going down into turn number one. And it again keeps Truex back there in third. Jimmy faked like he was going to go to the bottom of the racetrack and then curled it right back up into his normal high groove. Truex is right there and only five car lengths back. Here comes Brian Vickers. There's Truex again on the back bumper of Jimmy Johnson. Johnson will change lanes this time. He'll go to the bottom of the racetrack all the way at the white line. Truex just freewheeling on the outside lane. Look out. Here comes Truex for the top side of turn number four for second. Martin puts on the challenge coming into the trioval, blows right on by, and he'll now take over the second position. Now we'll watch to see what Brian Vickers may have for Jimmy Johnson. He's about five or six car lengths back. Now Jimmy Johnson's going to the bottom of the track. He's not done with uh, Martin Truex yet. He's going to try and get that spot back. Not going to be able to get it done this time, and Vickers is closing. And Truex has left Johnson by three car lengths, and now Vickers is behind Johnson by the same distance. Here again, Johnson goes to the bottom of turn number three. Vickers and Truex all the way up against the outside safer barrier. It'll pay off for Truex. He'll pull away even more from Johnson. It's a pretty good racing, the first 30 laps here at Kansas Speedway this afternoon. But the leader, and uh, look at the top five, Matt Kenseth, Martin Truex Jr., Jimmy Johnson, Brian Vickers, and Elliot Sadler. Log on to alltailracing.com to check out video highlights from Ryan Newman and vote for your favorite Newman moment for a chance to win great prizes. We said a moment ago a couple of cars kind of fading back through the field. A couple of guys are moving forward very well. Tony Stewart is one of those. But, Joe, it's not the best of days for some of these drivers in the early going. I'll tell you what. uh, We talked about the problem for Kurt Busch a little while ago. And now Kyle Busch, who has had nothing but trouble since his chase began, looks like he's uh, experiencing that again today, Winston Kelly. Yeah, it started out where the car was just a little bit tight in one and two and loose in three and four. And actually had made up some positions after starting 27th and worked his way up to 21st. Now he's fallen back. And something's going south in the motor. They think it might be a rocker arm. I know Steve Post has gone down toward the garage area. and not sure if he's caught up with anybody else. A lot of the guys have left this part of uh, Joe Gibbs Racing Pit. Steve, have you heard anything else on that? Well, Winston, your diagnosis is correct, and they're setting up shop here in the garage area. They've got the toolboxes out. They've got the garage area ready. They're just waiting for the call to have Kyle Busch come in, go under the hood, and see if they can make repairs and get that M&M's Toyota back out on the racetrack. But what a disastrous start in the chase for the Sprint Cup for your uh, Kyle Busch, who was the point leader, coming into all of the uh, all of the battles here a couple weeks ago. He's having a dream season for the better part of it, but since the chase started, as Joe said a moment ago and our other guys, he's had nothing but problems. It's absolutely amazing how strong that team has been all year. Every week you go to the racetrack, that's who everybody picks to win. And, of course, he did back it up with victories eight times this year in the Sprint Cup Series alone. Once the chase started, once it got important, it's been nothing but trouble. 34th place finish at New Hampshire after crashing a couple of times. Engine problems took him out of Dover last week. And looks like it'll be the same situation for Kyle Busch, the man they called Superman. Here today, apparently, he's lost his cape.
Yep, not doing too well right now, but maybe they can salvage something out of this deal. Likely we'll find out here very shortly. 230 laps were made to be run, 37 on the board. Matt Kenseth, uh, he's been in the lead since they dropped the green earlier this afternoon. Second place has kind of swapped back and forth a few times. Martin Truex Jr. is the driver that has it right now. Brian Vickers has rolled up to third. Jimmy Johnson's now dropped back to fourth. And give a call to Elliott Sadler and Casey Mears. Both their teams doing good. Both drivers up in fifth and sixth place. They need some good, strong finishes as the season kind of winds down with just eight to go. A.J. Allmendinger may be making his last start for Team Red Bull here today, and he's doing a good job so far, currently holding a position of the top ten. A.J.'s in the ninth spot. Uh, David Reagan, you mentioned, is in tenth. And then Bill Elliott hanging in there in the eleventh position. We talked about what a great run they had in qualifying here on Friday afternoon for the Wood Brothers, and, boy, he's backing it up, keeping that car up at the top of the field. And they've had a heck of a struggle, Barney, in addition to the fact that they're a one-car operation, the Wood Brothers are. They've been having, they've been using multiple drivers throughout the course of the year, and you wonder how they could build any continuity at all with all the changes. Yeah, and not only that, but also some of the people on the team have changed from week to week, but they're hanging in there trying to get things turned around as the season winds down, and not real sure yet who will end up maybe full-time in that car next season, but it'll be interesting to see who they decide will be their driver next year. But at least for now, old Bill's doing a great job running in the 11th position, 40 laps in here at Kansas Speedway this afternoon. Of course, this race, uh, the Camping World RV 400, is number three on the way to Homestead Miami Speedway, where Ford Championship Weekend will wrap it all up this year. And Curtis Gray is the president of the Homestead Miami Speedway. Join us here in the booth a little bit here today at Kansas Speedway, kind of getting a look at what we can expect down south. Well, you know, Joe, it's great to be here, but walking around the garage area, people can't wait to get down to South Florida. Uh, middle of November, as you know, is great weather, and people from all over the country. We do have tickets left. That's what I want to really get the word out, because a lot of people think we're already sold out with the championship event. But uh, we do have some tickets left. We have some great seats, seats for everybody. We've got a new pit road box seat look right over pit road uh, for the fans. So there's all kind of alternatives and, uh, and everything there is to do in South Florida with South Beach and the Keys and everything else. So it's a great one to, way to end the season. And, boy, I'm hearing the drivers then. I can't wait to get down. But the changes you've made to the racetrack over the last few years have certainly sparked a lot of interest down in the garage. The drivers and teams certainly love it. And for a race fan, if you're a NASCAR fan, if you have any interest whatsoever, I mean, there you are with the perfect world. You've got all three championships to be decided there in a, a one weekend. You've got plenty of practice and qualifying. And, of course, as you said, all the great fun in South Florida. Well, with the, with the chase format that NASCAR's got now, it'll come down to the last race of the year. And, uh, and it'll be exciting. There's things to do. But that variable banking you're talking about, Joe, has made the racing so competitive. The guys, even if the car doesn't run well low, it can go up high, and, and they can make up for some speed that they might have lost. So the, the variable banking has been just such a great addition to our speedway. you got a lot of camping space down there for guys, motorhomes, RVs? Yeah, you know, we do, Barney. Um, there's space left there also. we got reserve space, regular spaces. You know, with the hotels in South Florida, a lot of people like to stay in the hotels. But it's a great trip. And, and our, our RV spots are right across the street from the Speedway. So as, as like Kansas Speedway and everywhere else on the ISC schedule, we, we have a great camping experience for everybody. It is a great weekend, a good time of the year to be in South Florida, again, with all the great restaurants around South Florida, the beautiful beaches around the area, the great racing, watering holes here and there. It's a lot of fun. Well, we know you'll be in the watering holes at the oh, restaurant, no, oh, no. Joe. <laughs> I was talking about Barney. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
that's, I think that's one of the reasons people like to come down here so much, and they stay a little longer. We've got things going on all week, a big race festival with drivers signing autographs for Ford Race Fest. And uh, Ford's a great sponsor of our event like they are here at Kansas Speedway. So it's, a, it's just a fabulous way to end the Sprint Cup season, along with, like you said, Joe, with the, with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the Nationwide Series. So it's three days of great racing and everything else there is to do in South Florida. Where can folks go right now to get ticket information, to buy tickets today? Well, you can go to homesteadmiamispeedway.com or racetickets.com or our number is 866, not an 800 number, but 866-409-RACE. All right, Curtis, thanks a lot, and we'll see you in just a few weeks in South Florida. Looking forward to it, guys. Curtis Gray from Homestead Miami Speedway will be there for Ford Championship Weekend, the weekend of the 14th of November through the 16th. That's where the curtain falls on all three of NASCAR's top divisions. That's a good place to be uh, in that time of year because the weather down there is great. Let's uh, check right now down in the pits. Winston Kelly has an update on Kyle Busch. Kyle still got a little bit of a very ill-sounding race car. They're not sure exactly what the problem is. He continues to talk to Steve Addington, the crew chief. They thought it was a, a rocker arm problem. Still might be the case. They've been talking about the possibility that it's a fuel pickup problem. It's not getting off the fuel into the carburetor. So they continue to run. They've gone down a lap, and, uh, and we expect to see pit stops here momentarily. One of the guys is going to come in probably around lap number. 50. And that's not very far away. We're at lap 46 right now, waiting for the leader to come back down to the line and head off into turn number one. Ma- Martin Truex Jr. is the leader as he works his way around here. And, David, good thing they're going to go on a pit road because otherwise the pace that's being set up at the front of the field is going to put a lot of drivers a lap down real quick. Yeah, you're right about that. Clint Boyer's next on the list because Martin Truex Jr. has caught him. He's going to put a lap on Boyer as they head for three. Looks like he's almost pushing him up the back straightaway. Crosshairs on the back bumper of the Jack Daniels Chevrolet at the entrance to the corner. Boyer goes to the bottom. Truex almost scrapes the safer barrier top side, and there's three more lap cars in front of them. Truex works his way around some of that heavy traffic. The first car he approaches is indeed Clint Boyer. He'll clear him. Next, David Rudeman in his sights, and two more directly ahead. To the high side of Rudeman, right in front of them, the Marcus Ambrose and Sam Hornish Jr. machine. Martin Truex Jr. running his comfortable line about a foot off the safer barrier at the exit of two. And for now, he's trapped in traffic. He's got David Rudeman to his left, Marcus Ambrose directly ahead. And here's Truex. He'll clear the Rudeman car at the entrance to the corner and climb the back trying to get around Ambrose and Hornish Jr. automobiles. Uh, uh, some new names at the front of the pack here this afternoon. Martin Truex Jr. is the leader. Rest of the top five, Matt Kenseth, Brian Vickers, Jimmy Johnson, and Casey Mears. If you're a NASCAR fan, it's not too late to get your official gear for the chase from the NASCAR.com Superstore. That's the official online store of NASCAR. Support your driver with an official chase for the NASCAR Sprint Cup 2008 authentic driver T-shirt and cap, and you can get 15% off when you order if you enter MRN at the checkout, log on now to the NASCAR.com Superstore and save. Got the leaders on pit road at lap 49. Winston Kelly. Matt Kenseth is one of those crew working already on the left side of the car. Four-tire stop. Kenseth had a good handling race car. A little bit loose in and off. Jimmy Johnson started out tight in the center. Loose off. Four-tire stop on the low Chevrolet. Pit board is out. And they stop for Carl Edwards making a track bar and air pressure adjustment. Just a bit tight in the center. Going in in the center, but he's good off. Now down to Alex. And Ryan Newman just pulls the all-tail Dodge out of his pit box. Car very, very tight out there, so they took four fresh tires. Air pressure adjustment in the left rear. Two rounds of bite in the left rear as well. Car loose off the corners. Here's Bill Elliott.
Elliott now pulling into his box just as Denny Hamlin pulls away. Hamlin's car very tight, so they made a chassis adjustment there. Bill Elliott on the pit lane now for the Wood Brothers. You've got Paul Menard on the pit lane. Casey Mears. All these cars very loose off the exit of the corner. More cars in front of Steve Post. More cars coming in at that end of the track include Jeff Burton down there. You've got David Rudeman in and Martin Truex Jr. also comes in for service on his car, giving up the lead here at lap number 49. Let's go back to Alex Hayden. Jeff Gordon on the pit lane. Juan Pablo Montoya just pulling away. Gordon getting four fresh tires. Said the car is pretty good. Jeff Gordon. Still feeling okay behind the wheel of the race car. Brad Keselowski sits patiently just in case he's needed. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr., the National Guard AF Energy Chevrolet. It's now on the pit lane. He said the car is very, very loose. As a matter of fact, the right front wants to roll over on him in the midpoint of the corner. Big chassis adjustment for him as he lights the tires towards Winston Kelly. Brian Vickers on a couple laps ago. Tony Range, you mentioned, is on pit road. It's going to be a four-tire stop there. Vickers lost a little bit of time as he was pointed in toward his pit area, and they had to make a four-tire stop a little bit loose on his car, and he had worked his way all the way up to the third position. Tony Stewart, lap number 51, as was Greg Biffle. He was a little bit tight in the center. Bobby Lamonti just pulled away tight in the center. Loose off the call there. Elliott Sadler's pitted. He was tight in the center. He pitted on lap number 51. We mentioned A.J. Allmendinger, a little bit loose, needed a little bit more rear grip. He pitted on lap number 50, as did Clint Boyer. Back to Alex. More cars down here getting service. They included Michael Walter down at the turn four into the pit lane. Four fresh tires for him. Back out on the racetrack saying that car is very loose as well. But for the most part, everybody in the midsection of the pit lane, very, very loose race cars trying to make a bunch of different types of adjustments, trying to get a handle on Kansas Speedway today. Just about everybody in to make their stops. We cycle back around to Matt Kenseth as the race leader at lap 53. Matt Kenseth currently has a two-and-a-half-second lead over Martin Truex Jr. after everyone's made green flag pit stops. Let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard here at lap 57. Kenseth out front, Martin Truex second. Jimmy Johnson runs in third. Casey Mears having a decent day. He's fourth now. Jeff Gordon is fifth. A.J. Allmendinger runs in sixth. Elliott Sadler is seventh. Brian Vickers is eighth. Greg Biffle ninth. And David Reagan tenth. 11th would be Mark Martin. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 12th. 13th is Jamie McMurray. 14th is Casey Kane. Kevin Harvick is 15th. And in 16th, that's Ryan Newman. Paul Menard is 17th. 18th is Scott Riggs. Juan Pablo Montoya, 19th. And 20th is Bobby Labonte. Running 21st, Michael Waltrip. 22nd is Dave Blaney. uh, Reed Sorensen is 23rd. David Gilliland, 24th. Jeff Burton's in 25th. Carl Edwards, 26th. Tony Stewart's 27th. Denny Hamlin is 28th and 29th Tony Reigns. All those cars are on the lead lap. Running 30th now, one down is Clint Boyer. 31st, Patrick Carpentier, 32nd. David Ruderman, Marcus Ambrose shows 33rd. Bill Elliott's fallen all the way back to 34th. Travis Quapple's 35th. Kyle Busch, 36th. Regan Smith is 37th. Kyle Petty runs 38th. 39th is Kurt Busch. Joey Logano is back in 40th. 41st is Joe Nemechek, 42nd. Sam Hornish Jr. And Robbie Gordon runs 43rd on the field. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I told you earlier there was a problem for Kyle Busch. They were thinking of taking the car back into the garage to make repairs, thinking it was so bad. Winston Kelly, what is the status there? He's running in 35th. Well, last time we went by and talked to him after his pit stop, he said that the car is almost back to normal now. When he pulled off a pit road, it still sounded like it was just a touch sour. They thought it might have been a rocker arm or something internal to the engine. Then they thought it might be a fuel pickup situation. And now Kyle's reporting that the car is running better. They stayed out, led a lap before they came down pit road, but he's still a lap down and struggling 
just a little bit, but they're continuing to monitor it. Don't plan to bring him behind the garage area as they had a little while ago. And, Winston, we saw a good example of just how a pit stop can cost you a lot of positions if you don't get in your pit exactly right like you should to a little uh, cornered, maybe hanging over the outside line or whatever. Yeah, that was the situation with Brian Vickers as he was coming down pit road and Carl Edwards was leaving pit road. They made just enough contact that pointed Vickers almost perpendicular into his pit stall. He was able to squeeze in there. Edwards had to back up. That's why he's back in 26th position. He had worked his way up into the top 15 and Vickers had been running in the top three. He was able to escape too much damage. He came back out still inside the top 10 running in seventh position, but they had to kind of scurry around the car. They didn't get a very smooth pit stop because of the way that Vickers was caddy corner in the pit stall. So they did get the tires changed. He had to back up just a little bit to return to the racetrack, but lost a lot of time here on pit road. Not any fault of the pit crew, just a little bit of incidental contact between Brian Vickers and Carl Edwards. 63 laps are complete. Matt Kenseth has set sail on everybody else. Everybody else in the top five right now would include Martin Truex Jr., Jimmy Johnson, Casey Mears, and Jeff Gordon. Truex uh, is three and four-tenths seconds behind Matt Kenseth. I tell you, Kenseth's crew has got the job done the last couple of races. They they were really good up at Dover last week. They also have been getting the job done on pit road. Yeah, that's what's so important about uh, some of these long races is making sure the right decisions are made. Once again, going back to the leadership of Robbie Reiser, formerly crew chief of this team, now overseeing all the teams there at uh, Roush Fenway Racing. Matt was saying that now that uh, Robbie's gone into that position, it gives him a chance to kind of step back. Sometimes you can get too close to the action, and that's what they kind of felt like was going on. And Robbie has kind of fallen into a role of overseeing all of what's going on, kind of analyzing things from not being so close to it, and it's paid off for all the teams, certainly for Matt here today, as you said, last week with that great run at Dover. Uh, If he can back things up with another good run here and and post top five finishes all the way to the finish of this uh, chase, he certainly could be a contender. Let's check the championship points as they are as of the last completed lap. Jimmy Johnson is the point leader right now by 28 points over Greg Biffle. Carl Edwards has fallen to third. Jeff Gordon is now fourth. Matt Kenseth is in fifth. Kevin Harvick is sixth in the championship points. Seventh is Jeff Burton. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth. Tony Stewart, ninth. Clint Boyer is tenth. Denny Hamlin, eleventh. And Kyle Busch, where he was when he came in here this afternoon, currently twelfth. And we have put 65 laps on the scoreboard. 202 remain to be run this afternoon in the Camping World RV 400 presented by Coleman. And for the moment, it is Matt Kenseth out front. A lot of guys, Dave, back lingering around toward the back of the field. We may see some good cars get lapped here. Yeah, we very well may. As a matter of fact, Barney, Reed Sorensen said ahead, and it's not that far up for Tony Stewart. He's only about a half a straightaway ahead of the leader, Matt Kenseth. Tony Stewart comes off the end of the back straightaway, riding behind the Travis Quaffle automobile. They come into turn number three. Make that David Gilliland now feeling the pressure from Tony Stewart. Also, Denny Hamlin there as well. They've got to go and go quick or lose a lap and they may do that in a hurry. About to have a battle shape up for the second spot. Let's pick this up in turn number four. It is Martin Truex hanging on to it. Jimmy Johnson is starting to close in a little bit. Tried to make a run down to the inside of Truex. Jimmy did up in turn number four, but uh, Truex got a little better roll-up off the corner. Let's see how this stacks up down in turn one. Yeah, they've reversed roll since the other side of the pit stop. Before it was Truex hunting down Jimmy Johnson. Now Jimmy has made some good adjustments, or his crew have, on that car. He's reeling in Martin Truex. And Johnson has gone back to the bottom lane of the racetrack as well. He was using the high lane earlier before the pit stops. 
Now he'll drop his Chevrolet to the bottom of the racetrack. Truex all the way up against the safer barrier and getting the better run off the corner in the process. Battle for the runner-up position, this time held on to by Martin Truex Jr. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. MRN Radio live at the Kansas Speedway this afternoon, bringing you coverage of the Camping World RV400 presented by Coleman. Early in the running of the race, just 68 laps of 267 currently complete. Alongside Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore, Dave Moody, and Mike Bagley in the turns today, while on pit road are Winston Kelly, Alex Hayden, and Steve Post. Already today, four lead changes among four different drivers. Currently, 28 cars are still on the lead lap, and we are caution-free with Matt Kenseth out front. So 69 laps come up on the scoreboard. Been a fairly clean race thus far. Not a whole lot of problems here for anybody at this uh, juncture. Hope it stays that way. 198 laps remain to be run. There have been 11 different winners in the Sprint Cup Series this year, but of the 28 cup races run, 22 of them have been won by five drivers. And when you look at it kind of that way, that's only left six races to be won by other drivers. Two drivers, Kyle Busch and Carl Edwards, hard to believe that they have won half of the 28 races. But they have. They've been red hot. And again, what is really even more difficult to believe is the fact that things have gone up in smoke for Kyle Busch here in the chase uh, third race into that running. Let's pick up that second place battle. Mike Bagley, it's on again in front of you. Jimmy Johnson gets a good run off turn number two to the inside. He goes and in turn three and four completes the pass around Martin Truex Jr. to take that second spot. Yeah, Jimmy used all the turn up there. He went to the bottom of the racetrack over in the middle of three and four, then went right out toward the wall and cut it right back down to the bottom again. And it has put him in a pretty good position here this afternoon to take over second place. He's showing two and nine-tenths seconds behind Matt Kenseth. They're over toward turn two. And I think Martin Truex's car is a little looser than he might like it. A couple of laps ago, he was just jerk-tracking his way through one and two, reminiscent of yesterday in the final practice when he got up into the wall. He's given up the spot to Jimmy Johnson, who now is beginning to pull away. Right now, here's a cool opportunity from Valvoline. Valvoline is giving away a $10,000 automotive technical scholarship to students between 16 to 25 years old to register. And for more details, go to Valvoline.com and click on scholarships. We were under the first caution flag of the afternoon. It came out at lap 74 when uh, Ryan Newman brushed the wall over there, but I'm not real sure that brought the caution out. There was also some debris on the racetrack. Here they come off turn number four. Let's see how many of the cars are going to hit pit road. Looks like about everybody is. It's on the lead lap. They'll make these pit stops at lap number 75. Let's go down to Steve Post. Martin Truex Jr. brings the Bass Pro Shops. Tracker boat Chevrolet into the attention of the crew. Kevin Bonomanian, the crew chief. Chassis adjustment a little bit loose on that race car. Michael Waltrip is in. David Reagan is in as well. Going to be four tires around for everybody. Casey Kane. Here's Jeff Burton sliding to a stop. It's like everyone routine pit work. Some chassis wrenches out. This is the first yellow flag pit stop. First real good chance for these guys to work on the race cars. Truex down and away headed towards turn one where Winston Kelly has an eye on things. The leader, Matt Kent, at four tires in field. They're already to the left side of the car. He's been very happy with it. Jimmy Johnson needs some more front grip. Four tires on the low Chevrolet. Elliott Sadler pulls away. Same thing for Bobby Lamonte. Greg Biffle way too loose. Tony Stewart in the Home Depot car gets service as does Brian Vickers. And Carl Edwards gets together this time with Dave Blaney. It's been a tough day for Carl Edwards on pit road. They just about came together. Looks like they may have bounced off one another. Another, a tire got away, it looks like, on A.J. Amendinger's car. That's going to cost him. Alex Hayden took a look to the right side of that blue and white all-tail Dodge for Ryan Newman. He may have gotten into the wall out there. 
put some debris down on the track crew, just pulled some sheet metal off the right side tires. Other than that, seemed to be routine. It was four tires for everybody down here. Most of the teams down here are still battling a loose condition. Dale Earnhardt Jr. needed help getting off the corner. Very tight in the midsection. Took four fresh tires and an air pressure adjustment there. Casey Mears, air pressure and track bar adjustment for them as well. Four fresh tires. Sunoco Racing Gasoline down here in the midsection of the pit lane. Yeah, just a little bit less pressure on these pit stops when you can make them under the yellow flag. They can take an extra second or two on pit road to make more adjustments on the cars. Now we see all the cars that are a lap or more down peeling off the banking up in turn number four. They'll move on to pit road to get their pit stops. And Clint Boyer was the recipient of the free pass. Remember, at the drop of the green flag this afternoon, he was posted by NASCAR officials for jumping the start and therefore had to do a pass-through run. And now this will be a chance to get back up there on the lead lap with everybody else. He is down on the pit lane along with several others. Let's go back to Winston. And most notably on pit road is Matt Kenseth. He was your leader. They had a lug nut that was loose. It looks like it's going to be on the left front, so it's going to cost them a tremendous amount of track position after leading and being one of the dominant cars today. Matt Kenseth on pit road, tights that lug nut. He goes back. Kyle Busch on pit road. You mentioned Clint Boyer. Looking forward to getting back on the lead lap and also back on pit road after a little bit of contact is Dave Blaney. Back down to Alex. And we had a too fast exiting pit road penalty given to Reed Sorensen so he had to come back down to the tail end of the longest line for Reed Sorensen there in the target dodge. Other cars down here that have one more lap down of course had Sam Hornish Jr. The pit board is out now for the FedEx Toyota team for Denny Hamlin as they await his arrival here on the pit lane. Steve Post? Well things pretty routine down here. It didn't seem like there was any problems or penalties down here. A lot of chassis wrenches out on that lead lap group and then on the second time around we had drivers David Rudiman come in Regan Smith, Travis Quapel, Marcus Ambrose, a number of cars laps down. So uh, a lot of work going on down here, but it uh, looks like everyone got out unscathed on this end of pit road. So the field works behind the pace car coming up off turn number four. Should be getting the one-to-go signal this uh, next time they come back to the start-finish line. Denny Hamlin stayed on the racetrack. He led that lap, but now he's coming off the racetrack and will come in and make his pit stop. That'll turn the lead over to Casey Mears, leading for the first time today. Martin Truex Jr. will stack up second for the restart. Jeff Gordon third, then Jimmy Johnson in fourth. Fifth will be Elliott Sadler. Sixth, Greg Biffle. Dale Earnhardt Jr. restarts in seventh. Casey Kane will be eighth. Brian Vickers, ninth and tenth. Kevin Harvick has a few more cars come back down the pit lane. Here comes Carl Edwards back in once again. And he comes to the attention of his crew. They're going to go to work on the right side of the car where he did have some contact with the car of Dave Blaney. They're putting the uh, softball batter. They actually got a mallet up underneath it that they pulled the sheet metal away from the right side of the car. So trouble for the Sprint Cup points leader. And Matt Kenseth made one more stop. They just topped it off with fuel. And Carl will take his car back onto the racetrack, but it's going to be a stop that will put him back in the running order. The way they're showing it right now, Casey Mears, the leader, Martin Truex Jr., second, Jeff Gordon, third, Jimmy Johnson, fourth, Elliot Sadler, fifth, and the rest of the top ten, Greg Biffle is sixth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. moves up to seventh, Casey Kane, eighth, in ninth is Brian Vickers, and Kevin Harvick is tenth. Restarting in eleventh will be Mark Martin, Jamie McMurray up to twelfth, David Reagan, thirteenth, Juan Pablo Montoya restarts in fourteenth with Michael Waltrip, fifteenth, Bobby Labonte, 16th, Scott Riggs, 17th, Jeff Burton restarts in 18th, Paul Menard, 19th, and David Gilliland, 20th. Give you a few more spots before they put the green back out, which they're going to do as the cars are up in 3 and 4 right now. 21st, Carl Edwards, 22nd, Tony Stewart, 23rd, Reed Sorensen, 24th, Ryan Newman, and the rest of the top 25 is Matt Kenseth. As the pace car dives onto pit road, 
Here they come down to the line, still looking for the green flag. It has not been displayed. Now it goes in the air. And Casey Mears, who is leading for the first time today, takes him back to turns one and two. Hanging right with him is Martin Truex Jr. How long can he stay in the lead over in turn two? Casey's going to go right to the bottom of the racetrack after overhauling the last car of Bill Elliott. Truex will follow in his tire tracks, and it's Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson. Now Gordon will step to the high lane of the racetrack. He will try to bypass the lap car of Bill Elliott as well. Further back, Sam Hornis Jr. almost in the grass trying to bypass Kyle Petty. Kyle's got a problem. He's down to the inside of the racetrack, and everybody's trying to squeeze past him off turn four. Four wide going around Kyle Petty, who slows coming off turn number four. Everybody gets by cleanly, but Casey Mears at the other end of the field, leading back to turn one. He's broken away by about five or six car lengths over Martin Tuex Jr. An equal gap now back to Jeff Gordon. Then one more car length back to Jimmy Johnson off turn two. And you've got the lap cars of Kyle Busch and Bill Elliott and David Rudiman before you get back to Elliott Sadler. Behind Sadler, here's Greg Biffle running out of the pocket. He'll dodge to the inside of the lap car of Patrick Carpani and try to Coming back off turn number four, Casey Mears shows the way. He's pulled away by uh, from Martin Truex by a good bit. The race has got to be for third among teammates. The uh, Hendrick Motorsports teammates, Jeff Gordon to the bottom of the track. Jimmy Johnson riding about midway up the banking. they got three or four lap cars between themselves and Greg Biffle. They're going to race for the number three spot. Further back, three wide racing. Casey Kane around the top side of Regan Smith. Kevin Harvick down to the bottom of the racetrack. Harvick and Kane completing the pass on the lap car. And then you throw Mark Martin into that mix. It's a good battle for the eighth position as it works back to the start finish line. Back in about eighth position is where all the action is. That's Casey Kane, Kevin Harvick, Mark Martin, and Brian Vickers. They've been as wide as three and four wide up in turn number four. Let's see if that holds true as they go back over to turn two. For the moment, they're going to get down to single file formation. Dale Earnhardt Jr. makes his way under the Tony Range machine. Casey Kane will do the same with Kevin Harvick and Mark Martin in tow. They come to the back straightaway in single file formation. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leading that parade. A car length and a half, maybe two over Casey Kane. The same back to the lap car of Tony Range. And that's where you've got Kevin Harvick just pounding his way at the bottom of the racetrack, trying to find his way through the lap cars. So things have settled down a little bit as we've gone back onto the green flag with Casey Mears up front. He's starting to stretch out the margin. One full second now over Martin Truex. Jeff Gordon runs in third, Jimmy Johnson fourth, and Greg Biffle is fifth as we've reached lap 83. Patty Petty has joined us here in the booth today course from victory junction gang camp uh after that uh, very successful camp opening in north carolina and now you're building another one here in the neighborhood of kansas speedway we sure are with the help of jeff Berger and the people at sprint they gave us a leg up here in the kansas area and we've just been embraced by the whole midwest to bring the heart and soul of what victory junction does for chronically ill children here to the kansas city area we're just blessed by it is this camp going to be very similar to the one in north carolina I absolutely think it'll have a great racing theme, but you know what? You got the Chiefs and the Royals here, and seems to be a quite sporting community as well as a philanthropic community. So, it may have the flair of the NASCAR theme, like like the camp in North Carolina. But we'll probably reach out to the community and see what they want. It's a very exciting move for you guys, I know, and for everybody who has supported the camp over all these years. On a sad note, we lost Paul Newman this week, and I know he was very instrumental in helping you guys to get started there in North Carolina. Uh, it was his idea in the early 80s to build facilities to uh, let kids with chronic illness just to kick back and have some fun. And uh, we took his idea and took it to another level, and it was through this NASCAR community that helped us raise the money. And, you know, I think he was very proud that Victory Junction was bigger, better, faster, stronger than some of the others. And uh, it was a wonderful opportunity for us to work with a great man.
Has it grown a lot more than you even thought it would? You know, my vision was pretty huge because, you know, God's so great. and he, he really blessed us through this NASCAR community. And I always thought, you know, that it would be big. But we've seen 9,884 children and families in four years. And we are at capacity. And we um, want to be able to see more children. So it's important that they don't have to travel quite so far. So bring the camp to the Midwest so they don't have to travel so far. We'll build them another one here. What's the timeline on this one? When do you start construction? When do we open up? Well, the more donors that go online to victoryjunction.org and start giving us the money that we need to reach our capital campaign, the more people that step up to the plate and want to volunteer, I think we'll probably start building buildings this time next year and let people start coming out and see it when they come back here to Kansas Speedway. Outstanding. Anybody can be a part of this. There is something for everybody. We have senior citizens all over the United States that make our Afghans quilts and bears. We have volunteers from 47 states and three countries. But main thing we need to press on is that we see children with chronic and life-threatening illnesses, and we always want to hear from them. We want to make a place for them, and we're open year-round. So please go to the website, and if you know a child in your community or your church or your school, get them involved to come to camp. We can help empower their lives. You have, a, you have room for a couple of old seniors wore out radio announcers down there? <laughs> well, I, I could see that we could have uh, senior radio announcers weekends, and it's just been a long time <laughs> since I've been able to be up here with Barney and, and with you, and thank you for having us. And I don't care how old you get, Barney, you're still the best. Okay? Well, I appreciate <laughs> it. And I really appreciate folks just have no idea the undertaking it was to start this camp and how much it takes to keep it going. Uh, it cost us between 10 and $12 million that we need to raise. And as I said, we've been blessed with the NASCAR community. The fans was really glad to see Junior go from the number 8 to 88 because we get a lot of $8 checks in his honor. Now we get a lot of $88 checks in <laughs> his honor. So, you know, we ask the fans to, you know, pledge money in honor of their favorite driver. And that's what really keeps camp going. You get your Tony Stewart million-dollar gifts and Johnny Morris with Bass Pro match that million dollars. And those are wonderful. But what keeps the camp going is those gifts they give in honor of their favorite drivers and the $20 or the 45 in honor of Adam. What is the web address once again? It's victoryjunction.org. All right, very good. Patty, Patty, thanks for stopping by, and congratulations on this new opening. Just keep praying for us. We're looking forward, and we look forward to opening here in Kansas City, and thanks to everybody in Kansas and the Midwest for allowing us to come do this. Thanks a lot, you guys, guys. for all the good work you do. Patty Petty, one of the founders of Victory Junction Gang Camp, again opening a second camp here in Kansas. Back to the race. Meanwhile, we are at lap number 91. Casey Mears still out in front but not by quite as much as he was, Dave Moody. No, Jimmy Johnson is doing his best to reel him in, Joe. Casey Mears has been right down on the white line at the bottom of the track all afternoon long. Jimmy Johnson's moved up about two or three grooves, and it seems to be working. Yeah, once Jimmy Johnson cleared Martin Truex Jr. several laps ago, he's been able to go to the whip, and he now he goes to the high side of the racetrack in turn number three. He is tracking down his teammate, trying to reclaim the lead as they work back to the main straightaway. Jimmy Johnson, then one, that is one team that has just rock solid all year long. They did not have the success this season that they have had in the past four or five years but they've had enough to still be in the chase and probably the car to beat according to whoever you talk to down in the garage that name keeps coming up here's the battle for the lead in turn two jimmy johnson to the inside lane poles even with casey mears as they head for three wheel to wheel here's johnson to the inside mears top side now jimmy backs away he'll change lanes as casey dies for the bottom jimmy will go one groove higher and try to sling his chevrolet to the outside of the racetrack and reclaim the top spot Hendrick teammates going at it off turn number four jimmy tries to get the run to the outside can he pull up alongside casey mears Trouble 
in turn two. Kyle Petty, slow spin, solo spin, down into the infield grass. Gets the car righted in the proper direction. He'll pull back up onto the apron and be on his way. He had dropped off the pace a little bit earlier. We thought he might go to the garage then, but whatever the problem is, uh, certainly he'll be on pit road this time. Caution is out for the second time this afternoon here at Kansas Speedway. T stands for the thrilling, tension-filled track of all tracks. The chase for the NASCAR Sprint Cup continues on ABC next Sunday at 1 Eastern with the Amp Energy 500 at Talladega. Back here at Kansas Speedway, Kyle Petty again spun in turn two. That brought out the caution, and it brought everybody to pit road with the exception of Casey Mears, who stays out and retains the lead here at lap 96. Mark Martin will take over the second spot after the stops. Jeff Burton will pick up third. Elliott Sadler gets fourth and Jimmy Johnson fifth. Greg Biffle lines up in sixth. Jeff Gordon seventh. Eighth to Martin Truex Jr. Ninth Dale Earnhardt Jr. And Kyle Busch shows up in tenth, although now he makes his stop. So that'll cycle back around. He did get back on the lead lap, which is big for him. Yeah, it really is. Casey Kane is being shown back in 11th. Kevin Harvick is 12th. Jamie McMurray 13th. Matt Kenseth 14th. And Clint Boyer 15th. Juan Pablo Montoya 16th. 17th position is Brian Vickers, 18th Tony Stewart, 19th is Michael Waltrip, and 20th is David Reagan. Big jump for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Alex Hayden, tell us about his stop. And they came down the pit lane, took four fresh tires. It was a great pit stop. The car loose off, tight in the center. Raised the track bar just a half turn, an air pressure adjustment, but lightning quick stop for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Also a gamble down here, Tony Gibson in the U.S. Army team for Mark Martin. Took right side tires only to get some track position. But again, the biggest gamble taken by Casey Mears is they stay on the racetrack and didn't come in for any kind of service. Here's Kyle Busch, who had already made one stop, back in once again. Rest of the field gets the one-to-go signal here at lap 97. We are showing now 29 cars currently running on the lead lap. Barney gave you the top 20. Let's take you a little deeper in the field. Lining up 21st is David Gilliland. Carl Edwards is 22nd. Denny Hamlin, 23rd. Bobby Labonte, 24th. And Ryan Newman is in 25th. Dave Blaney's 26th. Reed Sorensen, 27th. Paul Menard, 28th. Kyle Busch, 29th. And 30th, David Rudiman. Tony Raines is 31st. Bill Elliott's 32nd. Patrick Carpentier runs 33rd. Regan Smith, 34th. Kurt Busch is 35th. Joey Logano is 36th, 37th is Sam Hornish Jr., 38th belongs to Marcus Ambrose. Travis Quapel is 39th, and 40th would be Joe Nemechek. 41st, Kyle Petty, 42nd, Robbie Gordon, and Scott Riggs shows as the only car behind the wall and in the garage area. He is in 43rd, and that's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard as we get ready to go back to green. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Stacking up for the restart in front of Mike Bagley. Double file restart. Well, that car is down to the inside, led by David Rudiman. You've got Tony Raines downstairs. Also Bill Elliott, Patrick Carpentier, and about a half dozen others as they stack up for the restart in the pace car. Heads to pit road. Couple of new names up in that front five right now. Jeff Burton up there for the first time today. Green goes back in the air. Casey Mears goes to the throttle, heads off into turn number one. He'll get away from the lap traffic, but... Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, and Elliott Sadler hung up in it back there as they go to turn two. Mark gets a little wide, and Jeff Burton's going to go right up the middle. He'll split the lap car of Bill Elliott to the right side of Elliott to the inside of Martin as they race for second. Now Burton backs away off turn number two, lets the lap traffic yield, and now Burton comes back to the bottom, but he's boxed in. The lap car of Tony Raines directly ahead. Martin, one through both the bottom, and Burton trapped in behind Tony Raines. 
Martin taking the high lane, coming off turn four, trying to get by the lapped car. Right behind him is Jeff Burton. Elliott Sanders putting some pressure on him. And as Elliott worries about Jeff, here comes Jimmy Johnson to his inside. Jimmy digging to the bottom of the racetrack as Elliott Sanders goes all the way to the outside of the wall. That's a great battle for second, third, fourth, and fifth. At the front of the pack, David Rudeman racing the leader hard, trying to get it back on the lead lap. He is trying to get that lap back off the end of the back straightaway. He's down to the inside of Casey Mears. Mears will get in the low lane, but Mears can't afford to give away too much because here comes Mark Martin about three car lengths behind. Yeah, Mark Martin's closing in. David Ruderman's got a very strong race car. He just simply refuses to give up that spot right now, but he's going to have to, and he's not going to get his lap back at least this turn over in turn two. Casey Mears will drop down to the bottom of the racetrack and shut off David Ruderman's advance, and it's another three back to Mark Martin. Two more to Jesper, two more to Elliott and further back, here's Jimmy Johnson. He's trying to bypass Tony Raines. He'll do it on the back straightaway. He'll use the outside lane to complete the pass. Greg Biffle does the same. And now Greg Biffle, and make that Jeff Ford. He's got his hands full. He's got lap traffic to deal with. And Martin Truex Jr. as well. Jeff Gordon crosses over a bit, drops to the inside. He'll get by Martin Truex and now fallen behind one of the lapped cars to deal with. Tony Raines directly ahead. He's trying to get by him in one. Gordon to the bottom. Truex right behind him. And the lap car of Patrick Carpante followed by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Everybody for the moment came single file. They are in single file formation up the back straightaway. Again, Gordon having no success in bypassing the lap car of Tony Raines. He'll pull it down to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll follow Raines down through on the low line while Truex goes top five. And here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the bottom of turn four. 29 cars being shown on the lead lap. The hardest racing is going on a little bit further back in the field right now. Elliot Sadler back there in fifth. Greg Biffle's in that pack. So is Jeff Gordon and Martin Truex Jr. They all go back over to turn two. Jeff Gordon just pry bars his way to the inside of the Tony Raines lap car. Moves him up the track. He'll take Martin Truex Jr. around him. Raines drops back down in front of Dale Jr. And Dale Jr. is trapped in traffic. He's got Patrick Carponier on his rear wing. And Tony Raines directly ahead. Further back, you've got Kevin Harvick trying to clear himself Harvick back there in the 10th spot. Casey Kane in 11th. And Matt Kenseth, who led early on this afternoon, deep in the pack. He's in 13th. And, man, is he busy, Dave Moody. Cars all around him going to turn one. Absolute hornet's nest right in front of Matt Kenseth. Jamie McMurray, Marcus Ambrose, Kurt Busch, all lapped automobiles. Then comes Matt Kenseth, who dived to the inside and try and put the whole bunch of them away. Closer to the front, Greg Biffle gets around Elliott Sadler for fifth. And here comes Jimmy Johnson to the bottom of the racetrack. He wants third, trying to get around. Jeff Burton. Jimmy Johnson seems pretty determined to get back up there and grab the lead back if he can as they cross the line, head back off into turn number one. Got one car directly ahead. He's going to take the high lane over in turn two. You're going to go to work on the outside of Mark Martin. That's the battle for the second position. David Rudeman drives around the leader to get back onto the lead lap. And don't look now. Casey Mears leads, but Jimmy Johnson is closing. Yeah, he's closing, and he's got Mark Martin in his back pocket. He's also got Jeff Burton. And here comes Greg Biffle. And don't rule out Jeff Gordon. He's beginning to tighten up at the front of the field, stacking up from second on back. Jeff Gordon, Elliot Sadler, and Martin Truex racing very closely there. That is the battle for 7th and 8th. Coming back down to the start-finish line. They're being closed in on by Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's running all alone. Then comes Kevin Harvick with some traffic to deal with in turn one. To the inside of Patrick Carpentier's lap car. He's got Bill Elliott in the rear view mirror, along with Regan Smith and Sam Hornis. Whole bunch of lap traffic wrapped around him right now. Further back, they're four wide as Kurt Busch just about brushes the wall off turn number two. Everybody drops down to the inside of the racetrack. This battling is going on towards the tail end of the field. Busch got way wide off turn 
for number two. It opened the lane down low for A.J. Allmendinger, Travis Quapple, Joey Logano, David Reagan, and about a dozen other cars. Yeah, Bill Elliott's also locked up in that scramble as they cross the start-finish line. Big pack of traffic. They've been running two and three wide for the last couple of laps around. They do again going off into turn one. And now the challenge is on for the lead. Jimmy Johnson to the outside. He's going to sweep around Casey Mears. Here complete the pass on the back straightaway. Put Jimmy Johnson to the top of the leaderboard yet again. Mears falls back in second. He's got five carlings over Mark Martin in third. And here's Greg Biffle going after Jeff Burton for fourth. Coming back down to the line, Jimmy Johnson takes over the lead here officially at lap 107. And now he's checking out on Casey Mears with Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, and Greg Biffle, the rest of the front five. Tom Johnson's Camping Center carries the largest selection of RVs from all the top manufacturers. You and your family are sure to find something to fit your lifestyle and your budget. Buy from the name you can trust. Hurry in to a Tom Johnson Camping Center location near you. There's a couple up in North Carolina, one in Concord, North Carolina, just across from Lowe's Motor Speedway, a second location in Marion, North Carolina, on Highway 70 West, or you could shop online at TomJohnsonCamping.com. Today's broadcast of the Camping World RV 400, presented by Coleman on MRN Radio, is brought to you in part by Craftsman. Craftsman tools are the official tools of NASCAR. Craftsman at Sears. By Valvoline. 100 years under the hood. By the auto parts experts at AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. And by Q. The heat-activated oil that helps maximize the power of your engine. Unleash all your horses. Jimmy Johnson has pulled away from the rest of the crowd. He has an advantage now of two and six-tenths seconds over Jeff Burton, who this highest Jeff has run all afternoon. He is up in second place. Casey Mears is third. Greg Biffle's fourth and fifth is Elliott Sadler. The rest of the top ten, Jeff Gordon sixth, Martin Truex Jr. seventh. Mark Martin is eighth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. ninth, and Kevin Harvick. They make up the rest of the top ten. Now, why don't we take a swing down pit road and see what we've missed down there this afternoon. First, we'll go down to Winston Kelly. Well, let's talk about guys who've had a little bit of problem on this in the pit road who are trying to bounce back. Kyle Busch is one of those who lost a lap. Now he's up to 24th position. Carl Edwards has had a couple of problems on pit road where he got together. First time with Brian Vickers. Second time with the Dave Blaney car. He's worked his way up to the 14th position. Clint Boyer started out, had to make a pass-through penalty, lost a lap early, got the Lucky Dog Award. They've only made one early wedge adjustment, no changes the last couple of times in, and they've had sub-13-second pit stops, and he's worked his way up to the 13th position. And also, Brian Vickers, who was up in third, had a couple of problems on pit road. He's trying to work his way back up to the front. He's in 21st position right now. So a lot of guys on this in the pit road trying to bounce back from some early problems. A lot of time left in the Camping World 400. Now to the midsection and Alex Hayden. Alan Gustafson, the crew chief for Casey Mears. He's the one that made the call to keep Casey on the racetrack during that last cycle of pit steps under the caution flag. So they've only been on the pit lane twice. The first stop on lap 50, no changes. Casey Mears said the car was about as perfect as it could get. The second stop back on lap 76, which was their last stop, they made a minor air pressure adjustment. The car just a tick free on the exit. Alan Gustafson elected to keep Casey out there, see what these tires were going to do on a, on a heat cycle, and Casey Mears keeps the track position. Caution flag comes out and looks like one car got a little too close to the wall in turn four. That was Joey Logano, Joe, came to the entrance of turn number three, and that Toyota Camry just slid up the racetrack, popped the wall, and rode it for just a little bit. He's been flirting with the safer barrier for about the last, I don't know, 25 or 30 laps. He finally reached that and bit him this time here at lap number 116. Caution three at lap 116 with Jimmy Johnson leading. 
Kansas Speedway. We're coming up on lap 118 and coming up on pit time again as the leaders drop off the banking of turn number four and roll in for service. We go to Steve Post. Jeff Burton, the AT&T Chevrolet from Richard Childress Racing. Last time, two tires. This time, it's going to be four. The crew around to the right side going to make some adjustments on the race car. Nothing major. Burton is down and away. It's a two-tire stop for Martin Truex Jr. He's the first one out. Casey Kane complaining he cannot get grip in the Budweiser Dodge. They're working on it with a chassis adjustment. Down and away for Casey Kane. Winston Kelly. Jimmy Johnson, Greg Biffle, Kyle Busch, Bobby Labonte, Elliott Sadler among the eyes on this center pit road. Clint Boyer, another great stop for his crew. Matt Kenseth, A.J. Allmendinger. Carl Edwards squeezes out around the A.J. Allmendinger car. Four tires in fuel for Dave Blaney. And also the uh, car of Jamie McMurray with a good run. Four tires in fuel there. Alex? Lightning quick stop for Jeff Gordon and his team. So they came in for the first here in the midsection. Got him away the first out there. The midsection back on the track. Still a little loose on exit. Jeff Gordon and his team, Steve Letarte, made a slight chassis adjustment. Still trying to dial in the chassis there. Dale Earnhardt Jr. still likes the changes. Another minor adjustment. Trying to fine-tune that National Guard Chevrolet. Ryan Newman, Paul Menard, everybody else in the midsection still loose on exit here at Kansas Speedway. So they got chassis adjustments for fresh tires and Sunoco Racing Gasoline. Martin Truex was the first off pit road, followed by Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, then Greg Biffle and Jeff Burton. That's the way they came off the pit lane, brought to you by AAA. AAA offers competitive rates on all types of insurance, including auto, home, life, RV, and more. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. From Kansas Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Field is getting set to go over in turn number three. They'll get the one-to-go signal when they come back to the start-finish line. Let's check in with our in-car reporter today, Clint Boyer of the Jack Daniels Chevrolet. Clint, this is Joe Moore in the MRN Broadcast Control Center. Do you have a copy on us? Okay, it's been an up-and-down day for you, but you're looking pretty good right now. Coming back off pit lane after a two-tire stop. What's the plan from here as you restart in second? Lead this, baby. And you feel like the guy, you got the car to get it done here today? I think so. I mean, we were fast out front early. <laughs> we were a lap down, but uh, we're not anymore. We're back up here, so get back after. What happened on the start this afternoon? Well, Kyle, I didn't figure he'd want to go very bad. He didn't, and uh, I pulled the outside and passed. It's just my mistake. We paid for it, but we paid our price, and we're back after. All right, guy. Great recovery up there in second for the restart. We'll chat with you later. That is uh, Clint Boyer, our in-car reporter, brought to you by Talladega Super Speedway. The chase heads the NASCAR's most competitive track next weekend, Talladega. Great seats are still available. Call 877-GO-TO-DEGA or log in to talladegasuperspeedway.com to get yours today. Getting ready to go back to green. It has been an up-and-down day for Clint Boyer, but right now he's back in good shape. Uh, Going to restart in third place. Martin Truex Jr. is going to be the leader. Jimmy Johnson second. Third will be Clint Boyer. Greg Biffle is fourth. And fifth is Jeff Burton. Rest of the top ten. Jeff Gordon is sixth. Elliott Sadler seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. eighth. Ninth is Kevin Harvick. And tenth is Casey Mears. And we said a little bit earlier, if Jeff Gordon is feeling pretty good out there in the car as far as it running up in the top ten, he's going to stay in it. I'll bet he does. I'll bet he does. Uh, somebody said uh, good race car is the best medicine ever, and it seems to be working for Jeff here this afternoon. Getting ready to go back to green, lap 121 of 267, currently showing 31 cars on the lead lap. The Ford Mustang pace car already on the pit lane. Here comes Martin Truex Jr. at the head of the pack. 
getting on the gas. He and Jimmy Johnson getting a big jump over Clint Boyer riding in third. First having to deal with lap cars down on the inside. Boyer's got to deal with lap traffic, and he's got to deal with Greg Biffle nipping at his back bumper as well. Truex and Jimmy Johnson waste no time. They've already cleared the lap traffic. Further back, three wide. Jeff Gordon around the outside of Travis Quapple. Sam Hornish Jr. goes downstairs, and it's three wide further up. Kurt Busch to the inside of Tony Raines and Greg Biffle. It goes back to double wide formation. Riffle almost had to make it three wide coming off the corner up there. It's working with that lap traffic, and Jeff Burton is boxed in. Meanwhile, back at the front of the field, looks like Jimmy Johnson's going to try and put a move on Martin Truex Jr. Climbs the bank in oh. between one and two. One car sideways. It's Matt Kemza. Does a smoker all the way through turn one and two. He saved the race car, or did he? Around it goes, and finally he spins it around. Matt Kenseth from the start of turn one had that car cocked 35 or 40 degrees to the starboard. I thought he had it saved at the exit of turn two, but it got down into the grass, then snapped back around and spun. That's a great save either way for Matt Kenseth, who never put a mark on that race car. Yeah, he did a heck of a job of keeping that car on the asphalt from turning around and ending up in the wall, but when it hit that grass, he probably lost traction that spun around, but you're right, Dave. He saved the race car, so he's still very much in the ball game. We're under caution for the fourth time this afternoon. It comes out at lap 122. Back at Kansas Speedway, and now Rodney Wise gives the indication, the flagman NASCAR down there, they're going green in one more circuit around. A moment ago, we told you Matt Kenseth brought out the yellow flag when the car really got sideways, fought it all the way through turns one and two, finally hit the grass over there, spun it out, but saved the race car. He was on pit road. Let's go down there and find out just what kind of damage he did to the car, if any. He did no damage to the car. He just came down pit road, put on four fresh tires uh, since he splat flat spot of those, but no damage to the DeWalt Ford. Probably scared it to death the way yeah. he spun over there, and again uh, Dave Moody, that was a great save. Yeah, it really was, Joe. I was joking a bit earlier during the commercial break that he may not win the race this afternoon, but either way, he's locked up the drifting trophy for the day. That was the longest controlled slide we've seen in a long time. Matt's uh, restarting back in the 29th position, so some work to do, but at least he's still on the lead lap, and again did not hurt the race car. And the championship drivers looking pretty good right now. They're in the top eight positions. Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, Greg Biffle, Jeff Gordon, top five. Then Jeff Burton, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Kevin Harvick back in eighth. Then Elliott Sadler, ninth and tenth. It's going to be Casey Mears as they get ready to restart here this afternoon. Just really been surprised we haven't seen uh, some of the bigger names in the business that normally would be at the front of the field. I can't get over Tony Stewart not being up there every week. Tony's just having a little trouble right now. They've had their usually this time of year or maybe a little earlier than this year this time of year they start getting their act together but right now they've been struggling a little bit but the day is still going to be a long one he's got plenty of time to get back in the hunt we'll find out green flag about to go back in the air martin truex jr who has displayed a lot of strength here this afternoon and when that car is the leader jimmy johnson gives him a little breathing room as they go off to turn number one martin's got his hands full with a lap car down to the inside that lap car belongs to kurt bush Truex puts a little bit of a squeeze on him midway between one and two. He'll drive around Kurt Busch at the exit to the back stretch. Now he'll leave Jimmy Johnson to wrestle with lap traffic. He's got Kurt Busch in front of him, Regan Smith behind him, and there's a challenge for third. Greg Biffle steps to the outside of turn number three. Trying to get a fender up alongside the car of Clint Boyer as they race back to the main straightaway. 
Great racing going on on this restart. Here they come cleanly back down to the start-finish line. Amazingly, though, as Greg Biffle picks up that position, he's up to third now and wants a little more. Got another lap car to deal with before he can get after the Jimmy Johnson machine. That belongs to Kurt Busch. Biffle to the outside, puts a wheel up alongside Busch at the exit of two. It's taken almost half the race, but it's time for Greg Biffle to come to life, and he'll do just that. He's gotten by the Clint Boyer car. He's gotten by the lap car of Regan Smith. Now he's putting a pass on Kurt Busch. Not too long. I mean, challenging for second with Jimmy Johnson. Greg Biffle having a good run here this afternoon. He's coming off two straight wins and could make it three here this weekend. His car is very, very strong. At the bottom of the racetrack, heading off into turn number one where Carl Edwards is, they were three and four wide just down on the apron of the racetrack heading over there to turn two. Kevin Harvick is there, David Reagan. You mentioned Clint Boyer, the Marcus Ambrose, Travis Quapple, and Jamie McMurray lap cars as well. Try to get out of that. A bunch of those lead lap cars are trying to get out of Dodge. A couple of teammates side by side in that battle. There's Carl Edwards and David Reagan. They race wheel to wheel, and Edwards will slip through using the low lane of the racetrack. A little closer to the front, you've got Jeff Burton putting pressure on Jeff Gordon, trying to get by there. That's the battle for fifth, and the battle for the lead is tightening up in one. Trouble Jimmy off jo- turn number four. Tony Stewart breaks loose, spins the Home Depot Toyota off turn number four, and down through the grass in a long, lazy slide on the main straightaway. Tony Stewart puts it on the grass and then drives it out to pit road and as he spun it out, coming off turn number four. Let's go back over to turn three. Hard to tell if there was contact or he lost the handle on his own, Barney, but the Home Depot Toyota snapped loose coming off turn number four spun down to the inside. Good news is he didn't collect the outside retaining wall and he did not collect anyone else in the process. Just a single car slide for Tony Stewart off turn four. That's going to be the fifth time this afternoon. The caution flag has waved for Tony Stewart again. Went right through the logo of the Camping World RV 400 presented by Coleman. Put a big, big tractor mark through there. Yeah, it was a high-speed slide, too, as he came off there. Maybe wanting to uh, outdo what Matt Kenseth did a few moments ago over in turn number two, but Regardless, caution flag is out at lap number 130. So we're down to uh, really close to the uh, halfway mark. Uh, 134 will be the halfway mark of today's race. Time now for a mid-race update brought to you by AAA. We've seen nine lead changes among seven different drivers so far today. The caution flag has waved five times. And currently they're showing 32 cars on the lead lap. Everybody is still running. This mid-race update brought to you by AAA. AAA offers competitive rates on all types of insurance, including auto, home, life, RV, and more. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Field is set up for a restart in turn number four. The Ford Mustang pace car brings him up to the entrance of pit lane. He'll drop off the track, and we'll get back at it at lap 133 with Martin Truex Jr. again out front. Jimmy Johnson restarts in second. Greg Biffle is third, Clint Boyer fourth, and Jeff Gordon fifth. Here they come into the trioval looking for the green flag to wave again. And we're going to find out how strong Greg Biffle is. As we said, he's knocked off two straight wins. We'll be going for a third here this afternoon. Green flag is out. They head for turn one. Martin Truex Jr. gets a good restart and pulls away from everybody. Truex away quickly. Jimmy Johnson will clear the lap traffic as well. Then the lap cars are going to go two by two. Regan Smith and Sam Hornick blocking the way for Greg Biffle. Yeah, Biffle's trapped in traffic momentarily. That battle still continues wheel to wheel among the lap traffic. Here's Biffle at the entrance to the corner. He'll take his car to the high side of the racetrack. Trying to get up alongside that battle. 
Field works off turn number four. Up front, it is Truex pulling away already with a half-second lead over Jimmy Johnson, but the scramble further back for eighth in turn one. Here's the challenge now. Clint Boyer to the inside on Jeff Gordon. Boyer's got the bottom. He gets a little bit sideways. Keeps his foot in it and will challenge Gordon off two. Here's Boyer digging hard down to the inside of the racetrack. Wants the spot back. Gordon got around him on the restart, and Boyer's going to squeeze it down to the bottom side of turn number three. Gordon is there to his right elbow. inches, but maybe only an inch or two at the most between these two, at least through three and four, some hard racing, but Gordon comes away out front. Martin Truex Jr. still hangs on the lead. Jimmy Johnson second, closing in in turn two. Third spot now belongs, uh, continues to belong to Greg Biffle. Gordon takes fourth, Boyer in fifth, then side by side for sixth. Check that, it's Dale Jr. in sixth, going to the inside on the lap car, Marcus Ambrose. They'll back away, Jr. will, follow him off the end of the back straightaway. Wall off front, battle for the lead against the tight Johnson is indeed sneaking in on Martin Truex Jr.'s lead. Even more so now that they cross the start-finish line. It's fought of the battle for the lead. Tucks that low Chevrolet right up under the rear wing of Martin Truex Jr.'s Bass Pro Shop Chevy. Now he's going to go to the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes the challenge for the lead. Jimmy Johnson to the low line on Truex. Changes lanes off turn two. Starts a run to the inside, and he's there. Squeezes a fender up alongside the corner panel of Martin Truex Jr., Truex slides up the racetrack. Johnson is on the bottom, and Johnson will try to retake that lead. Yeah, Jimmy takes the lead back as they roll off turn number four and back into the straightaway. Truex drops back to second. He may have trouble hanging on to that in just a moment because moving up in a hurry is Greg Biffle over in turn two. Yeah, Biffle's on the march. He's done away with the lap car of Sam Hornish Jr. He's got that Sherwin-Williams 3M4 glued to the bottom of the racetrack, and he is closing in on Truex. Further back, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s got company. Here's Carl Edwards off the bottom side of turn two. This is the battle for six. This is Chevy and Ford battle there. Jr. again goes to the top side of the banking. Carl Edwards, the office chief of Ford Fusion, riding the low lane through turn three and four. Carl holds him off using that inside lane while Junior skates up the banking. Takes a little bit longer when you go up to the high side like that. And so the separation there still about three or four car lengths going back to one. Good battle shaping up just in front of them. Jeff Gordon having a tough time dealing with the lap car of Tony Reigns. Here comes Clint Boyer looking to the inside on Gordon. They nearly touch off too. Boyer's to the bottom trying to box Gordon in behind the lap car of Reigns. And it's Boyer that starts to run to the inside of turn number three. Reigns sees all this battling that now turns into a three-man fight between Gordon, Boyer, and Carl Edwards. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Had a pretty good race so far. We're just past the halfway point here this afternoon in the Camping World RV 400 as they go down the back straightaway. Jimmy Johnson grabbed the lead back, and he is pulled away already by almost a full half second over Martin Truex Jr. Greg Biffle rides third, Jeff Gordon fourth, and Carl Edwards fifth. But the field beginning to string out just a little bit right now. Into the second half of uh, today's race, 127 laps are remaining. Again, Jimmy Johnson back in control. Steve Gaffney is the director of sports and entertainment marketing for Sprint, the sponsor of our series. And here racing in uh, the hometown practically as Sprint's headquarters are located in Overland Park, Kansas. I imagine a lot of folks are on hand here today. And you guys have been uh, sort of celebrating NASCAR week this week, I guess. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a fantastic week for us. Uh, earlier in the week, we were able to host uh, President of NASCAR Mike Helton and uh, David Reagan, Greg Biffle, Kyle Busch, and Brian Vickers out at our uh, campus. Uh, we had 1,000 people on hand uh, for that. We had 1,500 people around the country on a webcast listening in on that whole thing. So for us, at the uh, race today, we probably have about 
another thousand folks who came out. It's a fantastic week for us. It's uh, you know, we love this series as the entitlement partner, but when it comes to Kansas, it's something a little extra special. This has been a very exciting chase for the Sprint Cup already. It's early, just uh, two races down, working on number three here today. But for you guys, very special because it's the first one under the banner of Sprint. Absolutely. Um, when we changed over from Nextel Cup to Sprint Cup, uh, we had every confidence that the fans would, uh, would hop on board, and they certainly have. They've been great, as we expected. And uh, we couldn't ask for a better uh, start to the chase for the Sprint Cup. Very competitive. Uh, we love the fact that uh, Carl Edwards, obviously a local boy, is uh, making good. He's up there uh, running up high, and uh, Jimmy Johnson potentially is a, is a three-time repeat winner. So we couldn't ask for anything more. Interesting to see some of the programs you guys have implemented since you got involved in the sport. And I see you've got a new one here. In these tough economic times, you're actually giving money to fans. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we do everything we can to demonstrate to the fans our commitment to them, to the sport, and our way of saying thank you uh, year over year changes. But one of the ways we're doing it this year is um, if you switch to Sprint, you're not a customer, we'll give you 100 bucks. Uh, just bring your ticket from this race or any race during the course of the season to a Sprint store, switch to our service, and we'll give you $100 in cash. And even if you are a Sprint customer, if you choose to upgrade, sign a new two-year contract, we'll give you 100 bucks. So it's just our way of saying thanks hopefully getting folks to join us uh, on the Sprint service. You'll make a lot of friends like that. That's a heck of a deal. <laughs> Talk about some of the technology. You guys come out with uh, new devices all the time. Your Sprint Vision, very popular at the racetrack. And, of course, you got new phones coming out all the time. It keeps everybody excited and makes for long lines at the Sprint store. Absolutely. Uh, this year, especially within the Sprint Cup Series, we launched an application called NASCAR Sprint Cup Mobile. Uh, I think a lot of folks are familiar with our FanView product that you can get at the track. NASCAR Sprint Cup Mobile is, uh, is FanView for when you're at home and you can't make it to the track. So it's only available, available to our Sprint customers. We've launched some fantastic devices this year, in particular the Samsung uh, Instinct, which has been, uh, it's been great for us. And uh, you know, I expect as we move into 2009, you'll be seeing more and more of these fantastic devices that take full advantage of our, uh, our NOW network. Tell you what, you guys have made it even more fun than it already was. And, of course, it's not over yet as we head towards uh, Ford Championship Weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway and find out who the Sprint Cup champion will be this year. Steve, thanks a lot for stopping by, and thanks again for all you guys do at Sprint. Guys, thanks very much for hosting me, and uh, have a great rest of the race. Steve Gaffney, Director of Sports and Entertainment Marketing for Sprint. 146 laps are complete. It is Jimmy Johnson still in the lead. Martin Truex Jr. has lost a little ground to him. He's two and three-tenths seconds back. Greg Biffle, we thought, was going to charge right up there, Dave Moody, and uh, make a three-way battle for the lead. Greg's got a good car, but just had problems getting good track position all day long. This may be the best he's had. Yeah, I think it is right now, Barney. I'll tell you who is on the charge right now, though. That's Carl Edwards. He passed Jeff Gordon for the number four position only about six or seven laps ago. He's left Gordon far behind, and he's gaining on Biffle. Up front, though, it is Jimmy Johnson checking out. He's pulled away from Martin Truex by two and a half seconds so jimmy suddenly finding some life here late in the race and he's pulling away biffle back in third carl Edwards fourth and jeff gordon rides fifth dale earnhardt jr currently is sixth seventh place man is jeff burton kevin harvick is eighth clint boyer is ninth and tenth now david reagan casey mears is posted 11th jamie mcmurray is 12th elliot sadler having a pretty good day elliot's been inside the top 10 several times he's showing 13th right now david gilliland is 14th and denny hamlin Struggle a little bit here. Denny's back in 15th. Still got plenty of time to get it done. Matt Kenseth is 16th. A.J. Allmendinger, 17th. Brian Vickers rides in 18th. 19th belongs to Casey Kane. And Ryan Newman is 20th. Bobby Labonte's in 21st. Mark Martin's 22nd. Michael Waltrip's in 23rd. Juan Pablo Montoya, 24th. 
and Kyle Busch is 25th. 26th place man now, David Rudeman. 27th is Reed Sorensen. 28th is Paul Menard. 29th is Bill Elliott. And 30th, Patrick Carpentier. 31st, looks like Dave Lady. Kurt Busch is 32nd. Tony Stewart's 33rd after that spin he had here a few laps ago. In 34th, Sam Hornish Jr., 35th, Tony Raines, 36th, Regan Smith, 37th position. That's Marcus Ambrose. Travis Quapple is 38th. 39th is Joey Logano. 40th is Joe Nemechek, 41st, Robbie Gordon, 42nd, Kyle Petty. And Scott Riggs is posted in 43rd. That's a quick look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We have 110 laps remaining in the running of the race here this afternoon, a race that's seen 10 lead changes among seven different drivers and five caution flags. The amazing thing, Barney, I guess, the fact that the attrition rate is absolutely zero. Everybody who started, all 43, are still running. That's hard to believe at this racetrack. We were looking earlier this morning, and and the seven races that have been run here previously, the fewest cautions they had, I think, was seven, and the most they had had was 13th. But as you said, it's been a pretty clean day. Yeah, it's been a good day, and especially for the chase contenders on a uh, typical race, uh, at least the last two races in the chase. At this point in the event, there were already a couple of guys back in the garage, and today they're all up there in about the top uh, 25 positions or so. No one really having to struggle very much. There's been some close calls for a few of them, but so far I guess the lowest uh, running guy would be Kyle Busch right now, who's back in the 26th position. Now let's take a moment and update where the Coca-Cola Racing family of drivers are currently running, brought to you by Coke Zero. Coke Zero reminds you to never back down. Demand real Coca-Cola taste and zero calories. Greg Biffle currently leads the pack. He's in third. Jeff Burton runs in seventh. Kevin Harvick is eighth. Jamie McMurray is twelfth. Elliot Sadler, 13th. Denny Hamlin, 14th. You got Mark Martin in 21st. Bobby Labonte, 22nd. Tony Stewart's 33rd. And Kyle Petty running in 42nd. That's a look at where the Coca-Cola Racing family of drivers are running at lap 152. Today's broadcast of the Camping World RV 400, presented by Coleman on MRN Radio, is brought to you in part by AAA. Call 1-800-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. By Sunoco. From NASCAR to your car, Sunoco, it's what's inside. By the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. And by Chevrolet, an American revolution. Jimmy Johnson has checked out on the field, has the biggest lead that we've seen anybody today. Four and two-tenths seconds over Martin Truex Jr. Carl Edwards trying to gain some ground. He's going to get up there very shortly and catch Martin Truex Jr., maybe have a scramble for second place. Greg Biffle still running a very strong fourth, and Jeff Gordon is fifth. As we said, it's been an exceptional day for Martin Truex Jr. as the season winds down. They're trying to get some of the best finishes they can, maybe rack up a win or two before the year is out. Let's uh, check down in his pit, see what the situation is down there. Barney, you're absolutely right, and this is what we expected. This is what they expected all year long from Martin Truex Jr. running up front. Hasn't quite worked out that way this season. Right now they're 15th in points, but this has been a rock-solid run. They started in the fifth, and I'm not sure, other than maybe in some pit sequences, if they dropped outside of the top five and still really not perfectly content with the race car. Kevin Bonomanian, the crew chief on this uh, this Chevrolet, reporting that the car is just a little bit loose up off in the corner. That means the rear end wants to slide out. Not only does that mean that it's just slowing down there, but Martin not able to get into the accelerator totally as much as he wants to each and every lap. 
like I said, they're having a great run. They're running in second spot right now in the clutches of Carl Edwards as they battle for that position. They've been in the top five. They're sneaking up on it with changes, though. Nothing major. They don't want to overshoot it. They just keep making small air pressure and chassis adjustments, and they're hoping that maybe they can hit the right combination on that last pit stop and make that car good to go and try to race for the win here this afternoon. Martin's busy right now trying to hang on to his spot on the back straightaway. Carl Edwards has caught him, and here's Carl to the bottom of the racetrack. Carl Edwards going after Martin Truex Jr. Got a fender out in front, trying to use a higher lane at Truex now. We yield the lead to Carl Edwards for the first time today. Yeah, Martin Truex right now not giving up at all. He's hanging about two feet off the bumper of Carl Edwards. And again, that is for second place. Jimmy Johnson has pulled away. Big lead right now, Dave. Jimmy's working off turn two, Barney, and he's going to put a lap on Tony Stewart, who is really struggling right now. Carl Edwards has taken second. He pulls away from a wobbly Truex, who got a little loose off turn two. Edwards now will go to the number two position. Truex falls back to third, and he's starting to lose some ground to Carl. He's lost three car lengths in the process. He may lose another by the time they hit the front stretch. Next guy in line is Greg Biffle. He's riding in fourth, and he's another two and a half seconds back separated from those guys by all that distance and the lap car of Sam Hornish. Then in the fifth spot is Jeff Gordon at the other end of the trioval. He's got some pretty close company. Dale Earnhardt Jr. behind him and a fast-closing Jeff Burton. They're all right there as they make their way into turn number one. Gordon will go to the bottom. Dale Jr. to the bottom. Jeff Burton running way up on the outside. A little wisp of smoke off the back end of the DuPont Chevrolet the last couple of times. Maybe just be brakes on entry. Three Chevrolet stacked up racing for that position. They're stacked up for fifth, sixth, and seventh. Gordon running in that fifth position right now with about five car lengths over Dale Earnhardt Jr. The same, back to Jeff Burton. Talked about Jeff Gordon when he came on the air. Our pit reporters talked to him down there, and he said he was a little bit under the weather. Uh, let's check down in his pit and see. Apparently, he's feeling a whole lot better with that car running up in the top five. Let's check down in his pit and see what the situation is. Barney's focusing on the race car, focusing on what types of adjustments might need to be made to that DuPont Chevrolet to get it closer to the top spot. And Jeff Gordon's not saying anything at all about the way he's feeling out there, which is obviously good news. But still, Brad Keselowski sits back there, back in the Sprint Cup garage, back in the hauler, patiently waiting just in case Jeff Gordon gets a little worse behind the uh, the, the wheel of that DuPont Chevrolet, and he may have to get out of it. But right now, Jeff Gordon plans to go the distance. Meanwhile, how about uh, Kyle Busch's car, Winston Kelly? How is it feeling right now? Well, the car's still not up to the par what they had hoped to have all day long. They uh, found the problem that they had in the fuel pickup earlier. What they thought was a fuel pickup, thought was a rocker arm problem. They found the paper in the cowl of the car, but still not up to the caliber that they've had all year long. I'll tell you what, it's a whole lot better than what he's done the last two weeks in a row, just soldiering on out there. Currently shown in the 32nd position. Early on this afternoon, if you weren't with us, they uh, really anticipated having to take the car back to the garage to do some serious surgery. Uh, all the crew members ran back there. They were setting up camp, getting ready to go to work. But the situation kind of stabilized. And as Winston Kelly said, right now, it's not exactly what they would want at the racetrack. Certainly not what they've had all year. But at least they're out there. And they're ahead of their teammate, Tony Stewart, another one of the chase contenders. And so this day won't be a complete wash if at least they can stay there and finish in 32nd. Yeah, and for the previous two races coming in here, that car has been in the garage a, a big part of the day. So it is a better situation, but it's got to be kind of tough to take having the dream season that Kyle has had all year long and then for three races in a row have the kind of problems they've had here this afternoon. Jimmy Johnson just sailing around the racetrack right now, three and two-tenths seconds ahead of Carl Edwards. Carl's getting stronger on these long runs. Martin Truex Jr. has dropped back to third. Greg Biffle fourth and fifth. 
would be Jeff Gordon. Dale Earnhardt Jr. beginning to flex the muscles on that machine right now. Dale Jr. has worked his way up to six. Jeff Burton still inside the top ten. He is seventh. Kevin Harvick is eighth. Ninth is Clint Boyer, and tenth is Elliot Sadler. Kind of looking at the list of non-winners that we talked about with, uh, what, seven races to go after today that have not picked up a win this year. Kevin Harvick is one of those. Most of these guys have been knocking on the door, though. Kevin Harvick has finished second a couple of times. Tony Stewart hasn't won. Four times he's run second. Been awful close to getting into victory lane. Jeff Gordon, best he's had this year is a second place. He's still looking for a win. So is Matt Kenseth. He was second over at Dover. David Reagan has had a good year. He has run third, but no win. Martin Truex Jr., another one of those that does not have a win, along with Jamie McMurray, Brian Vickers, Mark Martin, and Elliott Satter. These are some good teams. But most of them, as we said, have been up and finishing in the top from second back through fifth, been close to winning, but just haven't got the break they need to do it. There are teams that you would expect on any given week things could come together and they could pick up a win. Still a good chance for Matt Kenseth here today, Winston Kelly. Let's kind of cover his progress after the spin, the terrible incident he had over in turn number two where he just about lost the car but uh, made a nice save. He's worked his way all the way back up to 15th now. Yeah, he's had a couple of problems today. Remember that when he was running out up front, he had a lug nut that was loose, had to bring him down pit road, so that cost him a tremendous amount of track position. Then he spun the car, came back down pit road before pit road was open because they had flat spotted the tires, sent him back out on the racetrack. So he started at the end of the longest line of traffic one more time, and then he's worked his way all the back, all the way back up to the 15th position. He's running lap times that are about equal to Jimmy Johnson's 34.75 for Johnson. Kenseth at 34.70, but nobody's running lap times as quick as Kenseth's teammate Carl Edwards, who's in the 34-49 range. So he's really reeling in, Jimmy Johnson. But as you said, Matt Kenseth has done a good job of bouncing back, working his way into the top 15. And that crew can get the job done. Don't be surprised to see him do a two-tire stop if we have a caution flag sometime to gain some track position. We have 98 laps remaining to be run. Lap 169 is on the board. Quick look at the top five again. Jimmy Johnson, Carl Edwards, Martin Truex Jr., Greg Biffle, and Jeff Gordon. Vote for your favorite Ryan Newman moment and earn your chance to win autographed merchandise. Log on to alltailracing.com to check out the videos and cast your vote today. 174 laps in the record book. Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards about to go at it off turn two, heading down the backstretch. Battle for the lead is on at Kansas Speedway. Jimmy Johnson had been out in front for a long time and a lot of distance. Now he's been caught by Carl Edwards, and here's Carl to the bottom of the racetrack through turns three and four with lap traffic directly ahead. Paul Menard sitting right in front of Jimmy Johnson. That's the outside lane. Carl chooses the inside line, but Jimmy's a little quicker, and Jimmy will hold him off this time across the stripe. Johnson by a car length in a one. He's going for the bottom of the racetrack. Carl Edwards will take what's left on the outside lane. He runs in the tire track to the left car of Paul Menard, and they're wheel to wheel off turn two. Now it's Edwards that'll go to the top side of the racetrack, and he will follow Paul Menard up the back straightaway and complete the pass around Jimmy Johnson. Carl Edwards to the lead momentarily, although here's Johnson back to the bottom trying to reclaim that top spot. Jimmy Johnson's going to come on to pit road. That's why he hit the bottom of the racetrack. We are at lap 175, and I'm going to assume that these would be scheduled pit stops. We're seeing some down there already. Alex Hayden? Yeah, Casey Mears is in. Indeed, these are scheduled stops. Sam Hornish Jr. ran the Penske Dodge out of gas. He stopped, stalled the car. They've got the spray, the ether, trying to get it down in the cow. They cannot get the car refired. It comes to a rest. The NASCAR rules this year. They can't push the car past.
last three pit boxes. That's a safety rule, and you can hear Sam Hornis Jr. finally getting that car fired up, but it was past the three boxes. Be interesting to see what the situation is there. Jeff Gordon is on the pit lane. Left side in the air already for the DuPont Chevrolet. Still just a little free in the middle part of the corner. Ford Pyre change, Sonoka Racing Gasoline. Pit board is out for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Meanwhile, Martin Truex is in front of Winston Kelly. And Jimmy Johnson changed four tires, a little bit tight in the center. A slight chassis adjustment. Carl Edwards coming to a stop in front of the Dave Blaney car. It's going to be a four-tire stop, a little bit loose, the word, on the office depot. Ford Fusion further down pit road. Blaney completes his service. Here comes Greg Biffle. He, too, been a little bit loose. They crank it up on the right side of his Ford. It's going to be a four-tire stop in Sunoco Fuel. Here comes Matt Kenseth. He'll have a four-tire stop as well. He, too, is loose to see post. Pretty much wrapping up the lead lap cars on this end of pit road. Lap 176, it was Jeff Burton, Martin Truex Jr. and four tires, Sonoka Racing Fuel. Casey Ken, uh, Kane also went on 176. 177, Kevin Harvick brought his Shell Penzoil Chevrolet in. David Reagan in as well on 177. Pretty much wrapping things up for the lead lap cars here on turn four. More in front of Alex Hayden. Including Dale Earnhardt Jr. The car still pretty good for Earnhardt. Just a tick free on the exit of the corner. So they made a chassis adjustment there. Sent Earnhardt back out on the racetrack. Denny Hamlin, he's just leaving the pit lane. Denny Hamlin's car still tight in the center. Loose off another. Another chassis adjustment for Denny Hamlin. Four fresh tires, Sonoka Racing Gasoline. The same goes for one Pablo Montoya, who's on the pit lane. And Bill Elliott stalls the car just in his making the stop. He's run his car nearly out of gas as well. Winston Kelly. Brian Vickers on pit road. Solid run today. He on lap 176 as is Bobby Labonte. Everybody on this in the pit road now has completed their service. And several drivers have not been on pit road. Patrick Carpentier being shown as a leader for the moment. Then Paul Menard and Kurt Busch, the top three. Jimmy Johnson had made his pit stop, so that will cycle around and put Jimmy back in the lead when uh, Carpentier, Menard, and Kurt Busch make their stops here in just a minute. So that's the way they stack up here. Patrick Carpentier will be coming off the banking shortly to get service on his car. And that'll cycle back around to Paul Menard, Kurt Busch, and eventually Jimmy Johnson when the other two make their stops. 88 laps remaining. And Winston Kelly, they would have to come in yet again before the end of this race, right? Yeah, the furthest that we've seen anybody's been able to go is somewhere in the high 50. So uh, definitely with 88 laps to go, at least one more pit stop. All right, so that's uh, how it sets up for the remaining laps here this afternoon. As we've uh, completed the cycle of pit stops, let's say hello to Kurt Hunt, Director of Sports Marketing for Camping World. The folks who have been sponsoring all the races over the last three weeks or so, it's getting to be a regular event. Thanks, guys. Glad to be back up here. Good to see you guys involved again. Apparently, this whole NASCAR thing's working out pretty good for you. You know, I don't think we seem to be able to get enough right now, and uh, what a what a great weekend. Uh, someone was trying to thank me for two weekends of great weather, and uh, as a title sponsor, I, I like to take credit, but uh, naturally we can't, but we're just happy to be supporting uh, the second cup race now in two weeks. Well, if that's the case, we'd like uh, for you to come along with us every week. <laughs> it's pretty obvious to see why you guys are involved in NASCAR. Just look out over this racetrack. you got uh, RVs completely surrounding us here, thousands of them. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a great venue. There's uh, thousands in the infield here and then a, a campground we see off the back stretch. And we've done our active, normal activation here. We've had a re- retail store to uh, take care of the camping fans here. And uh, what a great facility. Uh, we're just impressed with this Kansas track. Are you seeing direct feedback at your dealerships around the country from NASCAR fans? Oh, absolutely. Uh, they'll, uh, they'll come in and uh, tell us they saw us on television, saw our cars and trucks on the track, and 
they really appreciate our support. And as well, you know, I was thinking about today, what a great day. I'm sure this is a, a weekend where a lot of people camping coast to coast and, uh, and a lot of people listening to us right now, I'm sure, out in the campgrounds and the state parks around this country. And uh, thanks to you guys for, for bringing the NASCAR message to our campers out there. I'll tell you one thing that I really like about the For one thing, it's very convenient for the fans. The other thing is when we're at racetracks where the infield has a lot of the RVs or even outside the racetrack, we get out and walk around a little bit particularly early in the morning when they're frying the country ham and the sausage and the bacon <laughs> that wafes the smell out through the uh, infield area. It just makes you really hungry. And nine times out of ten, if they see you and realize you're with MRN, they say, hey, come over and have breakfast. They don't have to ask me but one time. <laughs> well, it's a neat community that forms up out there, uh, yeah. you know, in the campgrounds, and, uh, and we're happy to be out there supporting those folks. Let me ask you guys, uh, pick a race one of these days. We'll set a couple of RVs up for you, and you can uh, join the fun out in the infield. How about next week? <laughs> that would be a good one, right? Yeah, it would have Talladega. Uh, Jimmy Johnson has taken the lead here, by the way, and uh, we'll uh, update you on the standings here in a few moments. We're hearing some rumblings about maybe some things you guys might be looking at doing for next year. What can you tell us? Well, we're naturally always looking at, at new opportunities in the sport, and uh, I know you're referring to the truck series, and, and NASCAR has, uh, uh, has mentioned that we are uh, one of those companies that uh, they're looking at, and we have an interest in it. And, uh, you know, we uh, have uh, really appreciated being involved in the competition side of the truck series, have a great love for it and its uh, participants, and, uh, you know, it would be uh, natural that we'd be interested in it. And we're hopeful that uh, for the fans and everyone involved that uh, uh, decisions made there it's uh, favorable for the sport right but you're going to be around regardless oh absolutely uh i'm thinking about just getting a five minute show here with you guys right, well, good we'll work that out <laughs> kurt thanks a lot for uh, all you guys do and it's been uh, great seeing you at racetrack over the last few weeks and look forward to seeing you more often thank you guys kurt hunt director of sports marketing for camping world the sponsor of today's race here at kansas speedway which has 81 laps remaining and has jimmy johnson carl edwards martin truex paul menard and Greg Biffle as its top five. Today's broadcast of the Camping World RV 400, presented by Coleman on MRN Radio, is brought to you in part by Alltel Wireless. Get My Circle 5, 10, or 20 exclusively from Alltel. By Team Tundra, tougher with every race. Toyota, moving forward. By Office Depot, the official office products partner of NASCAR. And by Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the race fan's choice for their RV needs. We're back at Kansas Speedway with a new leader. Carl Edwards chased down Jimmy Johnson. He's taken over the top spot and now begins pulling away. Carl's out front, then it's Jimmy. Greg Biffle is third, Martin Truex fourth, and Jeff Gordon fifth. Let's take you down the AutoZone leaderboard here at lap 192. Running sixth is Jeff Burton. Kevin Harvick is seventh. Clint Boyer eighth. Dale Hart Jr. ninth. And David Reagan tenth. Matt Kenseth fallen back to 11th. Casey Mears still pretty strong. He's out there in 12th. Jamie McMurray rides 13th. Denny Hamlin 14th. Elliot Sadler's 15th. And A.J. Allmendinger, great day for him. He's having... He is running in the 16th position. Brian Vickers shows in 17th. Good day for Brian also. Casey Kane is... 18th, 19th belong to Mark Martin, and David Gilliland is 20th. David Rudeman, 21st. Ryan Newman's 22nd. Juan Pablo Montoya, 23rd. Michael Waltrip runs in 24th. Bill Elliott's 25th. Bobby Labonte's 26th. Patrick Carpentier, 27th. Reed Sorensen's 28th. Paul Menard's 29th. And Tony Raines runs in 30th. Kurt Busch, 31st. Kyle Busch, 32nd. Dave Blaney, 33rd. Regan Smith is 34th. Sam Hornish Jr., 35th. Marcus Ambrose, 36th. In 37th position, that's Travis Quapel. Joe Nemechek rides 38th. Joey Logano is 39th. Tony Stewart has been down on pit road, sitting there for the last three or four laps. He has shown 40th. 
Well, actually, they put him back in 41st. Then Kyle Petty and Scott Riggs make up the rest of the field. Let's check down in Tony's pit. Yeah, they're working on that front splitter section. You remember they plowed through the grassy area here oh, about 20 laps or so. So they've got a problem with the uh, with the splitter on the Home Depot Toyota. They've been running off the pace and a lap down the, the last number of laps. So they're trying to make some repairs to the car and see if they can get a handling more to Tony's liking. Boy, it's been a tough day. It's been a tough season for Tony and his team. Uh, of course, everybody knows that he is going to his own team next year going to be interesting to see how all that plays out and uh, ryan newman's going along with it yeah it's going to be interesting uh we'll be following that closely and again it's got to be you know a little bit uh, uh, uh to extra stuff to deal with right now is trying to set that up in the meantime running for a championship and trying to get things turned around in this particular situation here at joe gibbs racing but uh tony again not a very good day today and this will cost him a lot in the championship point standings. Watching a good race a few moments ago between uh, Jeff Burton and Martin Truex. It went away because Burton got by. That was the race for the fifth position. So Jeff has moved up. Truex, who's been very strong here this afternoon, seems to be fading, Dave, here are the last few laps. Just a little bit, Joe. It looks like that car has gotten free. Martin has been trying to run that outside line, but it's a little bit tail-happy right now. He's lost contact with Jeff Burton. Burton, in fact, trying to reel in Jeff Gordon. While Truex is about to be overhauled by the lap car of Patrick Carpanier, here comes Jeff Burton at the entrance to turn number three. He's got about ten car lengths between himself and Jeff Gordon, but he's got to get by the lap car of Robbie Gordon first. Jeff Burton's having a pretty good day. He's currently in fifth place, and he's running pretty well here this afternoon. In fact, all three of Richard Childress's cars have done fairly well. We'll talk about that when we come back. NASCAR fans, not too late to get your official gear for the chase from the NASCAR.com Superstore, the official online store of NASCAR. Support your driver with an official chase for the NASCAR Sprint Cup 2008 authentic driver T-shirt and cap, and you get 15% off your order when you enter MRN at the checkout. Log on now to the NASCAR.com Superstore, and you'll save money. Back at Kansas Speedway, watching leader Carl Edwards slice through traffic. Some of it is lap traffic over there, but he's not having any problem with it in turn three. He's gotten around David Rudiman. He's bypassed Joey Logano. He's putting another lap on Kyle Petty. And now he starts to close it on the Mark Martin, Casey Kane, and Dave Blaney cars as well. Looks like he's saved the best for last. That car handling flawlessly now as he just kind of slices his way through the tail end of the field and continues to build up ground. Nearly two full seconds he has now over Jimmy Johnson. Checking the standings as they are at this moment. The biggest gainer so far today. And it looks like to be Jeff Gordon. He's picked up two spots in the championship points. And that's even with being a little under the weather today coming in. He's up to the sixth spot in standings. Kevin Harvick has fallen to the seventh position. And the biggest drop by Tony Stewart. He's back to 11th. He's dropped four positions. Carl Edwards leads currently by 20 points over Jimmy Johnson. Greg Biffle is third. Jeff Burton fourth. And Clint Boyer is fifth. That's a championship point standings as they are here at lap 204. Winston, when will we probably, if it stays green, that uh, last pit stop? Well, they should come in sometime around lap 230 to 235. Most of the guys last came in between 176 and 180. We're seeing stops anywhere from the 55 to 60 lap mark. So after uh, about 180, you might see guys somewhere in the 235 as high as 240 range. So that would give them about... 25, 28 laps to go, and it'll be interesting if we go that far, if anybody will try to change two tires. When Clint Boyer did that earlier, it was as much about experimentation for later in the race, and they found out 
they can change a couple of tires and not give up too much on the shorter runs, but you can't do that on the longer runs. So it'll be very interesting if we get down to that 25 to 30 laps to go and guys come down pit road, see if they'll take any tires or two tires or four tires and fuel. Let's check further down the pit lane and find out what other strategies are being planned. Brought to you by Sunoco from NASCAR to your car, Sunoco. It's what's inside. Alex? Joe, this is a very important run here under this green flag condition because this is the last opportunity these teams have to get as much track position as they possibly can before the last scheduled pit stop. So they need as much track position so they don't have to gain as much after the pit stop. It's also important for the fact that you cannot have any penalties. No speeding on the pit lane. Exiting coming in. You don't need drop lug nuts or broken air guns or the car falling off the jack. It's going to be a very important stop here if we stay under the green flag condition. Conditions. And more importantly, what final adjustments these teams are going to be able to make. Winston alluded to the fact that they might take two tires. We saw Casey Mears take no tires and stay on the track the third caution of the day, and the car stayed in the top five. So something to store away in your back pocket as we close in on the final pit stop. Steve Post? Well, Alex, the strategy is the same down here for all the lead runners. Going to go to about lap 230, 235 maybe, see what they can do as far as the strategy goes. It's interesting. You talk about that two-tire strategy. I don't think if it goes that long, we're going to see it from anybody down here. That's what we've seen so far. Jeff Burton, early in the day, used a two-tire strategy. Lap 95 came in, took on two tires, but he caught a caution about 17 laps later and was able to come in and get four tires. That gave Burton track position. Remember, we talked to him before the broadcast, and he was starting deep in the field. He said, we may have to try something. They did. They've had track position now up inside the top ten, and actually, what they're doing is fine-tuning the race car. Jeff Burton just made a move past Clint Boyer, and he is up into the fifth spot. So, right now, the key and the strategy to get to the end is a routine pit stop, no mistake, but a fast race car. Jeff Burton toughing it out uh, here this afternoon along with some of the other drivers, including uh, just a moment ago we were watching uh, Jeff Gordon out there. He's getting a little closer to the front every lap around. He's fourth right now. He's been, once he got started here this afternoon, Joe, and got up in the top ten, I don't think he even had a thought about getting out of that car uh, here. We talked about, before we took the break a moment ago, that we would uh, talk a little bit about Richard Childress's three cars. They're having a great day here this afternoon. Now, Jeff Burton is up in fifth. Clint Boyer is up in sixth. And Kevin Harvick is seventh. Can't run any better than that. Tell you what, uh, group out there nicely. It didn't look like it was going to be a good day for Clint Boyer from the drop of the green flag this afternoon. If you weren't with us, uh, he jumped the start and therefore had to uh, come down the pit lane and serve a penalty. Got back out there and lapped down and stayed that way for a while until he was the recipient of the free pass during one of the early race cautions. Got back on the lead lap, and there he is right in between his teammates running in the sixth spot. Matt Kenseth had uh, several issues here this afternoon. I was checking his speed here a couple of laps ago, Barney. He was one of the fastest cars out there. He's worked his way back up to the ninth position. Has a long way to go, but again, I'll bet they're planning some uh, special action there on pit road when they make that final stop for Matt Kenseth to get him up there closer to the front of the field. Carl Edwards, his teammate, is the man who has that position right now. He leads with 56 laps to go. He's one of 10 different drivers who have taken a turn at the front of the pack here this afternoon. This race has seen a total of 15 lead changes. Caution flag is waved five times. What is truly amazing, the fact that all 43 starters are still running here under the green flag, 17 of them on the lead lap. This mid-race update brought to you by AAA. AAA offers competitive rates on all types of insurance, including auto, home, life, RV, and more. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA. 
or visit AAA.com. Back here at Kansas Speedway looking for another round of pit stops coming up here in another 15 to 20 laps or so. That would be the final pit stops in case we stay under the green flag here this afternoon. So far, most of the chase contenders doing real well. Matter of fact, they have the top seven positions in the race right now. Matt Kenseth is back in ninth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 11th. Denny Hamlin, 15th. Kyle Busch and Tony Stewart struggling today. Kyle is now 32nd, and Tony is back in 41st. So not too bad a day for most of the point contenders here at uh, the Speedway this afternoon. Check down on pit road to Winston Keller right now. Winston, uh, I believe we heard that we lost another good friend to racing this weekend. Yeah, we did. You guys talked about Paul Newman, who was very instrumental in the Victory Junction gang camp. But we lost Johnny Southall, who was this with uh, Sunoco Fuel. And before that, Unical, he's been around a long time. He was one of the crew chiefs on uh, that operation. He had been around since back in the 60s, and we're definitely going to miss Johnny Southall as it looks like we're under caution. Yeah, I've heard a lot of folks down in the garage area say, uh, can you mention it on the air and send our condolences down to his family. The yellow flag is being displayed here at uh, Kansas Speedway this afternoon. Not real sure. I think it's debris on the racetrack. Don't see anybody in any trouble over there. So. Actually, Barney, it came off the Travis Quapple machine, the Hitachi Power Tools Ford that got up and into the wall here in turn number two, scrubbed around the uh, outside safer barrier for a good long ways, and it shed a couple of pieces of debris. All right, that's the reason for the caution flag, the 6-1 we've had here this afternoon. Also, our condolences to the family of Ron Mead, who passed away uh, earlier this week. And uh, get well wishes. Uh, best to Hal Hamrick and T. Taylor Warren both uh, who are dealing with illnesses, uh, all great friends of us in the NASCAR world. We are under caution. I'm sure we'll have to make that final pit stop when we come back. We're back at Kansas Speedway. Pit stops, Winston Kelly. Jimmy Johnson came in second. He goes out first, that first pit stop where he could just leap out there. Worked to his advantage, Carl Edwards, a good stop, four tires and field as well. He came out second. Greg Biffle, everybody else on this in the pit road, stopped for for four tires, Sunoco Fuel, Alex. Costly stop for Dale Earnhardt Jr. and this Amp Energy team. The right rear tire got away. Had to take an extra second for the crewmen to run out there and grab that tire. Slowed them down on the left side, but they were able to get four fresh tires on there. Sunoco Racing Gasoline. The same with the other lead lap cars here in the midsection, including Jeff Gordon, Denny Hamlin, and Casey Mears here on lap 218. Steve Post. Martin Truex Jr. brought the Bass Pro Shops tracker boat Chevy into the attention of the crew. Air pressure, still trying to tighten that car up. Four tires. Also, the Richard Childress duo of Jeff Burton and Kevin Harvick were in four tires. Chassis adjustment for Burton on his Chevy and David Reagan in chassis adjustment. Four tires, Sunoco Racing Fuel on the AAA Ford for David Reagan. Jimmy Johnson's crew did a good number for him. They put him back out on the racetrack first. Carl Edwards comes out in second. And third will be Jeff Gordon. Jeff Burton will roll off in there in fourth coming off pit road. And Greg Biffle, the fifth-place car coming off pit road just a moment ago. That's the way they did come off pit road, brought to you by AAA. AAA offers competitive rates on all types of insurance, including auto, home, life, RV, and more. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Back at the Kansas Speedway, everybody's been on pit road, put on uh, four tires. I don't think we had any two-tire changes. Nobody gambling under this caution flag. Everybody's got a tank of uh, Sunoco fuel ready to go. Hopefully this thing will stay green through the checkered flag. 45 to go, and Winston, they will be able to go the rest of the way now. Absolutely, they can go easily the rest of the way. You know, one of the things that will be interesting, if we have a late caution flag, if we have any gamblers to come down pit road and put on tires. But as far as Sunoco fuel, good to go all the way to the end. 17 cars are on the lead lap 
as we get ready to go back under the green flag, and here's the way they stack up for the restart. Jimmy Johnson up front, Carl Edwards lines up second, Jeff Gordon third, Jeff Burton fourth, and Greg Biffle fifth. Matt Kenseth in line in the sixth spot. Seventh is Kevin Harvick. Eighth is Martin Truex. David Reagan is ninth, and Clint Boyer tenth. Eleventh will be Elliott Sadler. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to restart twelfth. Jamie McMurray thirteenth. Denny Hamlin fourteenth. Fifteenth position belongs to Casey Mears. Casey had a heck of a run in the early part of the race here this afternoon. A.J. Allmendinger will restart sixteenth. Brian Vickers seventeenth. Casey Kane eighteenth. Ryan Newman, 19th and 20th, Mark Martin. That's the way they stack up against 17 of those cars are on the lead lap as we get ready to go back under the green flag. This is where it starts getting interesting as chase contenders have the top seven spots for this restart. The Ford Mustang pace car now hits the pit lane. Here comes the field getting ready to go back under the green flag at lap 222. It gives us 45 to go here at Kansas Speedway this afternoon. Flag is out. The green is in the air. Jimmy Johnson with a great restart but he can't shake Carl Edwards. Carl is there, and so is Jeff Gordon. Jimmy Johnson with a trunk full of Carl Edwards. Same can be said for Edwards. He's got a trunk full of Jeff Gordon. Around the left car, Casey Kane, they go, and the leaders break free onto the back stretch. Problem for Greg Biffle off turn number two. The car slid wide, jammed up about three or four others as he tries to regain some lost ground. Up front, Jimmy Johnson, Carl Edwards, two-car breakaway, while Jeff Gordon at third tries to clear the left that was a big advantage for the pit crews to get uh, Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards out front and get those two front positions. Now Jeff Gordon lost a little ground last lap around. See if he can make it up in turn two. He's trying to do exactly that down on the bottom of the racetrack. Really trying to circle the wagons right now is Greg Biffle. He went three wide around a couple of cars. Now he buries it to the inside of David Rudeman's lap car. Casey Kane almost lost control on the back straightaway. Slapped quarter panels with Ryan Newman. He hangs on to the Budweiser Dodge. That was a close call. That happened right in front of Jeff Burton who had to check up and he'll lose ground in the process. Up front, Jimmy Johnson trying to stretch out lead over Carl Edwards, but again, can't shake him. Maybe four car links between those two. Further back, Greg Biffle now weaves to the outside of David Rudeman's lapped car, leaving Matt Kenseth in his wake. Kenseth now finds the door blocked in front of him. He's got Rudeman down low. Juan Pablo Montoya alongside. That's going to open the door for Kevin Harvick to make a challenge. Harvick to the inside of Matt Kenseth. Now Juan Pablo Montoya slides up in front of Kenseth, and that will leave Matt and Kevin to race side by side. Here's Matt. He'll get a fender out in front of Kevin. together. Waltrip goes around, Hornish corrects and drives out of the slide, but it's Michael Waltrip for the Napa Auto Parts Toyota, spinning down to the bottom side of turn number four. Yeah, he spun all the way down to pit road. That's where he's come to rest up there. I don't think he made any contact with anybody. Let's go back over to turn three. Don't think he did either, Barney. That was a close call for almost half the field. Waltrip and Hornish got locked together coming off the turn, and it looked like both cars were going to go for a long, lazy slide. Hornish was able to steer out of his skid. Michael spun it down to the bottom of the racetrack. He's been able to refire and drive away with some smoke boiling off the front of the Napa Auto Parts Toyota. That will be the sixth caution flag of the day. It comes out at lap 2.18. Today's broadcast of the Camping World RV 400 presented by Coleman on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Ford F-150. Built Ford Tough by Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Gatorade. Is it in you? By Alltel Wireless. At MyCircle 5, 10, or 20 exclusively from Alltel. And by Valvoline. 100 years under the hood. 
We are back at Kansas Speedway. We are still under that yellow flag when Michael Waltrip and Sam Hornish Jr. got together up in turn number four. Had a few cars go down on pit road, but Winston, I believe, most of those guys were a lap or more down. Yeah, most of them were. A couple of lead lap cars. Brian Vickers, who was back toward the end of the lead lap, and Clint Boyer came in. They all got. They both got four tires returned to the racetrack. Anybody in front of you, Alex? Yeah, we had uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. come down. Still did not like the handling of the car. Had an opportunity under the caution to try to adjust it just a little more and fine-tune it for perhaps the final run to the checkers. Ryan Newman and Joey Logano also on the pit lane. Postman? Well, it was all lap-down cars down here. Kurt Busch was in, Travis Quapel, Kyle Petty, and Michael Waltrip doing some damage fixing, if you will, on the Napa Toyota. A lot of damage on the left front of that car. They've taken the last couple times that he's come in. Maybe they've got it fixed now as Michael's out circulating around the racetrack. See if he comes back down in one more time or if Michael's good to go here after his little spin off from turn number four. The flag stand says one more lap around. We'll go back to green. They'll take the green at lap 38, and hopefully we'll stay under green until we see the checker. The way they'll restart, Jimmy Johnson is the leader. Carl Edwards is second. Jeff Gordon, a very strong third. Jeff Burton is fourth, and fifth is Greg Biffle. Matt Kins is very much back in the hunt. Matt is in sixth. Kevin Harvick is seventh. David Reagan is eighth. Martin Truex Jr. ninth. And tenth is Elliott Sadler. Denny Hamlin lines up at 11th for the restart. A.J. Allmendinger 12th. Casey Mears 13th. And Dale Hart Jr. 14th. 15th is Jamie McMurray with Clint Boyer in 16th. 17th is Brian Vickers and 18th Ryan Newman. He got the free pass, and those are all the cars on the lead lap. One down in the 20th position is uh, Mark Martin. Then comes David Rudeman, Juan Pablo Montoya, David Gilliland, 23rd, Bobby Labonte, 24th, and Bill Elliott, 25th. Patrick Carpentier is 26th. Then it's Reed Sorensen, Paul Menard, Kyle Busch, and Kurt Busch. That is the front 30. And again, all 43 cars are still running as we get ready to go back under the green. As we said, it's been a good day as far as tearing up sheet metal and guys coming out of here with a, a race car all intact this afternoon. But now to get back down to business and find out who's going to go to victory lane. They're about 800 feet away from the start-finish line. Green flag goes back in the air. See if Jimmy Johnson remains as strong as he has been all afternoon. He gets away from Carl Edwards by a couple of car lakes. Carl kind of hung up right now with a lap car down to the inside in turn two. That lap car is the Budweiser Dodge of Casey Kane. Carl Edwards will move past him in turn two. Jeff Gordon will do the same. Top three, break it clear. Now Jeff Gordon make that Jeff Burton and Greg Biffle have to deal with lap traffic. Wheel to wheel. Mark Martin and Casey Kane there. Burton will move to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll snuggle up on the rear wing of Mark Martin. And there's Biffle. Greg Biffle climbs the back. Martin Truex has a problem. He restarted in the ninth position but slowed and fell to the rear of the pack. Looks like he is coming to pit lane to see Steve Post. Well, I don't know if he's coming to see me, but Kevin Bonomanian, the crew chief on the car, they bring it in. A transmission problem. They thought they might have had a problem on the last restart. Martin went up through to try to grab the gears, and there was a couple gears not worth grabbing there. He's now slid the car down to the attention of the crew. Jack goes under it, and they're going to go up onto the car to see what's the bad. Truex sitting in his car shaking his head. That's the kind of year it's been for Martin Truex Jr. Slams his hands on the steering wheel. A great run today. Mechanical problem. We're going to put him out of the chance to win it this afternoon. You can understand how that would be so frustrating on a day he had a really good car and a chance to win. It goes up before the race is over. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. 35 laps remaining in the Camping World RV400 presented by Coleman. Here at Kansas Speedway alongside Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore, Dave Moody and Mike Bagley, Winston Kelly, Alex Hayden, and Steve Post aboard for our coverage this afternoon is Jimmy Johnson, 
once again looks back and sees Carl Edwards closing in again as they hit the back straightaway. Battle for the lead comes to the back stretch. It is six car lengths apart. Jimmy Johnson from Carl Edwards. A good piece of real estate back to Jeff Gordon in third. And then you got about five car lengths back to Greg Biffle in fourth. And then you got three lap cars. Make that two lap cars before you get to Matt Kenseth who rides in the fifth position. Some other drivers struggling back there trying to get up a little closer to the front. Jeff Burton in sixth place. Kevin Harvick seventh. David Reagan in eighth. But the front of the field, Dave Moody, moves away from everybody out there. Yeah, they don't have the luxury of time, Barney. They've got some laps, but right now the leaders are not waiting around. Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards trying to make this a two-man battle. Yeah, they've uh, run away, and they're hiding for the rest of the field. But Jeff Gordon, if he looks in the rearview mirror, here comes Greg Biffle. Guns ablaze for Smooth Biffle at the end of the back straightaway, doing everything he can, shutting down the distance, trying to catch Jeff Gordon and challenge for third. They come now back off turn number four. Jimmy Johnson seems to be really good on the short runs. It seems to be on the long green flag runs that Carl's able to chase him down. So, Dave, that means it's going to take him a while. Yeah, he's hoping the thing stays settled here as that car will continue to get better. The battle's beginning to heat up for third now. Jeff Gordon is losing ground to Greg Biffle. Biffle about six car lengths behind. Biffle shutting down the distance and further back. Matt Kenseth and Jeff Burton have their private battle going on. That's the race for the fifth position, and it's in lap traffic. Here's Kenseth. He'll go to the middle lane of the racetrack. He's trying to get by Casey Kane, but here comes Jeff Burton who opens the lane downstairs. All those are really good race cars, but they are quite a ways behind. Behind the front two, Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards, especially Matt Kenseth, Jeff Burton, and Kevin Harvick. They're in a pretty good pack of traffic in turn one. Yeah, they still got a bunch out of a break out of a bunch of lap traffic. They got Mark Martin dead ahead, Casey Kane dead ahead, so it's Kenseth, Burton, Kevin Harvick running nose to tail trying to break out. Matt Kenseth tries the run to the inside of the Budweiser Dodge of Casey Kane. Can't get it done on the back straightaway. He'll go back to work on Casey in turn three. Casey takes his car to the top side of the racetrack while Matt rides the white line all the way at the bottom of the racetrack. Four-way battle. Check it up there as David Reagan closes in on them, although lap car separates him from Kevin Harvick. At the head of the pack, in fifth now is Kenseth with Burton right behind him. Pretty good battle going on for ninth and tenth right now. Elliot Sadler's just the ninth position. He's got a rear-view mirror full of A.J. Allmendinger. They've been beating and banging as they fight their way through a bunch of yeah, they complete the pass around Juan Pablo Montoya and Bobby Labonte as well. And here's Almendinger sizing up Sadler at the entrance to the corner. Sadler slides wide, three grooves off the bottom, and that leaves the inside lane way open for A.J. downstairs. And there's been a pretty good scramble back there at 13th place for the last three or four laps. Casey Mears, Clint Boyer, Ryan Newman, and Jamie McMurray locked up in that tussle. As the laps wind down, we have 30 remaining to be run. Lead pack's just leaving turn two and heading for three. That lead pack is Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards, and now Johnson starts to leg it out just a tad. You can put the separation at about maybe 10 or 12 car lengths between Johnson and Edwards. They are one and two, and they still have got a decent piece of real estate over Jeff Gordon and Greg Biffle in third and fourth. We're down to 29 laps to go. Back here at Kansas Speedway with 24 to go. Jimmy Johnson leads, but as uh, we've seen so many times earlier today, Mike Bagley, Carl Edwards is chasing him down. He is, and he's coming to life now, as we talked about. That car getting better on long green flag runs, and it's starting to come in for Carl. Here they come at the entrance to turn number three. Seven car lengths, maybe six, the separation between the top two as they work back off the turn. Check down on pit road and uh, Carl Edwards' pit and, and find out if his guys think he's got enough to run down Jimmy Johnson and win this thing. Well, it has been all about the long green flag runs that they've had uh, the good runs all day long. Remember when it took him a number of laps, but he chased Jimmy Johnson down back somewhere past the midway point in the race. Bob Osmond up on the pit box remains very stoic 
but I believe they are confident he can chase him down. Whether he can get around him, that's another story. But I believe with 23 laps to go, you can look for that red Office Depot Ford. Pick it up on the back of the Lowe's Chevrolet. And Jimmy Johnson's guys, I'm sure, feel like that he can hold him off. We may check in that pit here in a moment also. But right now, we're looking at 22 laps to go. Jimmy Johnson leads by about eight-tenths of a second over Carl Edwards. Jeff Gordon trying to close in. He's almost a full five seconds behind the front two. Greg, Biff- Greg Biffle's had a real strong race car all day long. Greg is five and a half seconds back out of first place. And Matt Kenseth at one point today probably had the car to beat. And as you pointed out a couple of times, Joe, he had to turn in some of the fastest laps of anybody out there. He was uh, really picking up some steam there for a while. Matt Kenseth led, well, he's second in the most laps led so far today with a total of 49. All those came in the first half of the event here today. And right now he's holding his own in that fifth position. We're talking about a battle going on several laps ago between he and Jeff Burton and Kevin Harvick. That, uh, Dave Moody, has calmed down a little bit now. Yeah, it has. They've all just kind of settled in right now. And I think from second place on back, if anybody's got any chance of getting into this thing, they're going to need a caution period. Starting to look like Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards for the big trophy. Jeff Gordon right now takes a look back, and Greg Biffle's been closing in on him for the last couple of laps, but the interval has remained about the same, maybe 10, 15 car lengths between the two as he rolls off turn number four and back into the front straightaway. For Jeff Gordon, who started the day, really, when we talked to him uh, in pre-race activity down there, he sounded like he could hardly hold his head up, but once he got out there, got that race car going, he's doing a pretty good job. He's over in front of Dave Moody in turn two. Off turn number two, holding the bottom of the racetrack. He's got about that 10-car length gap over Greg Biffle. Another 10 back to the lap car, Mark Martin. And holding his own, he is. Jeff Gordon right now in third. That distance between himself and Greg Biffle is stabilized. And, of course, those two have a large margin over Mark Martin. may make that Matt Kenseth and also Jeff Burton and Kevin Harvick. Jimmy Johnson, meanwhile, maintains about a full second of a lead over Carl Edwards. That had shrunk a little bit. Carl seemed to be closing in, but now it's kind of stretching out a little bit one more time. Again, one full second last time they came across the start-finish line. Jeff Gordon is in third. He's 5.7 seconds back. Then it's Greg Biffle, maybe five car lengths behind him, and Matt Kenseth. Martin Truex, the only guy out of the race. He's with Steve Post. Well, I'll tell you what. This is in the. This is a tough business category. Martin Truex Jr. looks up under. Martin, what happened, and how frustrating has this been? Uh, top of the transmission broke off, and the shifter came with it. So, just the way our year's been, you know, just the way it goes, I guess. Sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. Indeed, but a good race car. Yeah, it was. It was a good car all day. Uh, we had enough for the 48 or the 99, I don't think. But the really, really long runs, we could stay with them. Um, what are you going to do? You know, it's just it's been a tough year. It's been frustrating. Things like this is why we didn't make the chase, not because, you know, our performance or the or, or how good my guys are. They do a great job. So we'll put it behind us. So it felt good to get out front, lead some laps again, have a, have a shot at one, and uh, hopefully we can – Go to Talladega, do the same next week. There we go. Martin Drewex Jr., almost a state of disbelief down here as this team just kind of shaking their head at the way their year has gone and the way their day went here today at Kansas. Yeah, Martin is exactly right. You can you can get uh, into a funk, I guess is the best way to put it, and stay there for no obvious reason. We've seen almost every team in the business has been here for a while go out like uh, Kyle Busch. He was winning everything, coming and going, and now all of a sudden for three races in a row, he can't get anything to go his way. But that's just part of this business. 251 laps down. We've got 16 to go. Jimmy Johnson, Carl Edwards, Jeff Gordon, Greg Biffle, and Matt Kenseth. That's the top five. We're back at Kansas Speedway watching the laps tick away. There are 12 remaining to be run. Jimmy Johnson is the leader trying to 
get away from the field. He's got pretty good advantage of a little over a full second right now on Carl Edwards. Let's pick him up heading down to turn one. And they come into turn number one. Carl Edwards looked like he was going to make a run at Jimmy Johnson, but I think Jimmy heard us talking about exactly that and has turned on the afterburners, opened up a bit of a gap again off two. And they put a lap on Tony Stewart coming to the back straightaway. And now Johnson starts to close it on more lap traffic. Last time down the back stretch for Michael Waltrip. Left front tire let go on the Napa Auto Parts Toyota. Quickly pulled the car down to the bottom of the racetrack on the apron, made his way to pit road. But scary moment there for Michael off turn two and up the back stretch. Battle for third, shaped up for a little bit. Greg Biffle had chased down Jeff Gordon, actually pulled up alongside to check challenge there, but uh, Gordon now stretches out once again. He's got sole possession of third. Biffle falls back in fourth, and Matt Kenseth rides in fifth, and now he's got some breathing room in front of Kevin Harvick, the sixth place man, as they go back to two. Seventh belongs to Jeff Burton. Best battle shaping up right now, maybe for eighth. David Reagan has got it. A.J. Allmendinger is running down from a country mile back, and he's closing. That Ford and Toyota battle comes to the back straightaway, and A.J. continues to shut down the separation. Both drivers work around the outside of the lap car of Kyle Petty, and here's Allmendinger trying to do everything he can to catch David Reagan. That would be the battle for the eighth position. We have nine laps to go. Quickly, let's run you back through the top 20, how they may end up finishing here. Jimmy Johnson continues to lead. Carl Edwards, second. Third belongs to Jeff Gordon. Greg Biffle is fourth and Matt Kenseth, fifth. Kevin Harvick is sixth. Seventh is Jeff Burton. Eighth would be David Reagan. Ninth, A.J. Allmendinger. And tenth is Elliott Sadler. Denny Hamlin runs at 11th now. Clint Boyer's 12th. Dale Earnhardt Jr., 13th. Casey Mears, 14th. And Brian Vickers is 15th. 16th is Ryan Newman. 17th, Jamie McMurray. And 18th is Mark Martin. 19th, David Rudeman. And 20th, Casey Kane, as we're down now to eight laps to go. And again, it looked like Carl was going to chase down Jimmy for a while there. But Winston, it looks now like maybe Jimmy has saved something for these closing laps. Yeah, I've got to admit, I'm a little bit surprised at that. As strong as Carl was this last half of the race, especially on these long runs. But Jimmy Johnson, as Dave Moody said, just kind of turned on the afterburners and now running quicker laps, most laps, than is uh, Carl Edwards. Every now and then, Carl Edwards will have a lap that's a little bit quicker than Jimmy Johnson. But Jimmy Johnson has made it count, and it's that lap 219 pit stop that got him out front that's as much a part of this difference as anything else. But Carl Edwards still tries to reel him in. Well, they have a little help here because Jimmy's about to catch three cars directly ahead, and a couple of those are running door-to-door over there. Might slow him down a little bit in turn three. Those cars include Kurt Busch, also Joe Nemechek, and Travis Koppel. Here's Jimmy Johnson midway through turns three and four, continuing to close in on more lap traffic. Jimmy running about midway up the racetrack where, as Carl Edwards goes right to the bottom to get a little better run-up off the corner. The separation here at the stripe, seven-tenths of a second as now they close in on that traffic. Closing in on Kurt Busch and Joe Nemechek. Busch at the bottom, Nemechek in the middle, Travis Quapple all the way to the outside. It's a three-man roadblock in front of the leader. There's Jimmy Johnson to the back straightaway. Carl Edwards there as well. Carl has a clear shot at Jimmy, at least for now, but at the entrance to the corner, Jimmy goes to the high side of the racetrack. He is three grooves off the bottom of the racetrack, and he is still yet to pass this lap traffic. Now, Jimmy's going to have to do something to get away from some of that lap traffic because it has allowed Carl to close within about six or seven car lengths 
Right now, the leader gets away from Kurt Busch down in turn one to dispense with one of those lap cars. Around the outside of the Miller Lite Dodge. Now we'll go to the high side of Joe Nemechek's Furniture Road Chevrolet. Next ahead, Travis Quapple. The lead is down to about eight car lengths. And here's Johnson. He'll complete the pass on Bush. He'll complete the pass on Nemechek. And now he'll go to work on Travis Quapple. Again, Johnson using the third lane from the bottom of the racetrack. And that forces Carl Edwards to do the same as Edwards has caught Kurt Busch. Four laps to go as Jimmy Johnson comes back to the line. He has cleared those three lap cars you were hearing us talk about. And Carl Edwards has not picked up a whole lot of ground as a result of that. Matter of fact, now he has to deal with that traffic. He has to go down to the outside of Travis Quapple. He'll pass him to the outside lane. Dives to the bottom on Joe Nemechek. The margin now up to 10, maybe 11 car lengths between Johnson and Edwards. And Edwards has not cleared Nemechek as of yet. Although Nemechek sees him coming in the rearview mirror. Pulls down to the inside of the racetrack. And that forces Carl way to the extreme high side of the corner. Almost collecting the safer barrier. Midway between turns three and four. Carl gets the car right out against the wall, comes down to the line, looks up, and we've got three laps remaining to be run this afternoon. Again, he's got a long ways to go. Doesn't seem that long. Eight or ten car lengths seems a short distance day, but that's a lot of ground to make up. May not even have any more lap traffic to deal with. Robbie Gordon's car and a couple of others dead ahead. Patrick Carpaccio, but they're half a straightaway up on the leader. Now, Jimmy Johnson was able to negotiate those three lap cars better than Carl Edwards, and now Edwards is going to the whip, and he's going to a different groove again to the high side of the race. Track and he almost hits the wall this time again in three and four. Carl tries to close in as we're down to two to go. Meanwhile, the battle for third is on. Greg Biffle has caught Jeff Gordon once again. They're dead even coming into the trioval again for the third spot. Gordon, a little bit stronger coming to the stripe. He'll hold him off for now. Last gasp for the Biff. Try to get underneath Jeff Gordon. Gordon puts that assault behind him. Now Biffle's going to go to the outside lane. And Biffle front. all over. Jeff Gordon off two. And up front, Carl Edwards has caught Jimmy Johnson. He's on the back bumper. He's trying to squeeze around Johnson. Edwards has hit the wall. He'll crash off the wall. And he's on Johnson's back bumper in four. Carl Edwards got it hung out. They come down to the line. White flag goes in the air. Carl may have saved the best for last. He gets down to the apron of the racetrack. He's got one lap to get it done. They go to turn one. The lead is down to two car lengths, and Carl Edwards is on the hunt. Takes it way to the outside. All the way up. Nearly gets a piece of the wall. Gets a great run on Johnson. He's on his back bumper. For the final time up the back straightaway, here comes Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards. This is the battle for the win here in Kansas. Here's Edwards. Bonds eye move to the bottom of the racetrack. Slides under Johnson. No great the lead. He's in the wall. Edwards slams the wall and Johnson cuts back to the bottom. Jimmy Johnson comes back to the bottom as Carl drives it in too hard. He hits the wall. Jimmy Johnson is going to win today taking the Camping World RV 400. Carl Edwards blew by him like he was chained to a stump going into turn three. But he drove it in so hard there, Mike Bagley, that it took him right into the wall. He drove it too deep. A bonsai move to the bottom of the racetrack. Had the lead. Slid up and around Jimmy Johnson. But couldn't woe that car down in time. Slammed the outside retaining wall. And Johnson cut his car back to the bottom of the racetrack. And it paid off as he's going to Gatorade Victory Lane here this afternoon in Kansas. Well, we can't wait to talk to Carl Edwards here in just a moment. Also, the winner, Jimmy Johnson, will be right back. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, brought to you by Ford F-150, built Ford Tough. 
We're going to see a better finish than we just saw here a moment ago at the Kansas Speedway when Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards really went at it for the last four or five laps, especially that final lap up there. Let's go down to pit road and see if we can catch up with some of the top five finishers. And Barty Carl Edwards is out here on the, the right-hand side of his race car. He was, I think he's waiting for Jimmy Johnson to come down the, the pit lane, and we'll see if we can ease up here. And, and as a matter of fact, Carl Edwards wants to see a replay of what happened. From your cockpit, Carl, what happened out there in the bonsai run? Uh, well, we didn't come here to uh, run second. I was just doing everything I could, and um, that works in the video game sometimes. You can just bounce off the wall and keep going, but uh, it just didn't work. Jimmy did a great job. My guys did a great job. I just appreciate the support from all the fans. I really want to win this thing for you guys. Um, but we'll be back next year to do it again, uh, hopefully two times. Carl Edwards disappointed but able to salvage a smile down here as he is getting killed by the media here as we go over to Steve Post. Well, Greg Biffle, here he is, a third-place run. Got the third place right at the stripe, Greg. Spirited battle down the stretch with you and Jeff Gordon. Talk us through those last few laps. Yeah, the race truck just so was hot and slick, you know, and uh, I just caught Jeff, and then, and then the, uh, you know, he moved up, and, and the top line was a little bit faster, so we had a battle with him for the top groove there, and just got a little run on him there at the end uh, on the bottom and, and got inside of him. So uh, it was uh, it was a hard fought battle for third. I tell you, we came a long ways. We unloaded off the truck. Uh, 37th place car, and we ended up third. We're pretty happy. Indeed, no doubt about it. Third place run coupled with two wins. Great to be in this championship hunt, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is what we really need to do right here. And uh, just hard, good solid runs with the Sherwin-Williams Ford uh, Fusion car. Here we go. Greg Biffle. It's his bad day so far in the chase, and it's a third-place finish. Alex Hayden? Jeff Gordon is sitting on the pit wall down here, as a matter of fact, uh, taking a big drink of Pepsi-Cola, talking to a couple of members of the media. And, Jeff, first of all, uh, how are you feeling after 400 long hot miles here at Kansas? Well, I'm going to be pretty sore tomorrow. Uh, you yeah, know, just aching all over. But, uh, hey, when you got a car and a team that's as good as this one, you can't uh, let somebody else get in there and drive it. So, uh very proud of this effort today. Great race car and great pit stops. I mean, all around, it was a great effort. I wish I'd have been a little healthier. I think I could have uh, contributed to a little bit better finish. Jumping up a couple of spots in the points in the chase for the NASCAR Sprint Cup, it's got to make you feel better as you uh, gain a little momentum. Yeah, you know, right now we just want to be competitive, and uh, today was a competitive day. We didn't have enough of those leaders, but, um, you know, we, we had a really solid, strong effort. We're racing all the guys are racing in the chase anyway, so it's just all about solid performances and trying to get uh, that win. Jeff Gordon comes home with a top four finish here at Kansas Speedway. Steve Post. Matt Kenseth, a top five run. Matt, I would guess there's times during that race you'd have taken a top five. Tell us about an up-and-down day for you. Well, not really. I mean, actually, I, uh, we were aiming for the win all day. thought we had a car to win, and uh, even when we got to the back the first time, you know, we were most of the way back up there, and then I got spun out. Whatever happened, I'm not even sure. And then um, from that, it was just hard to get back through the whole field. Like, we just didn't have enough time. Talk about the racing here, hard to get back. What makes it so hard here at this racetrack to uh, get back through the field? Well, it's not it's not a racetrack for sure. I mean, this track's actually one of the better tracks. There's a pass on there. There's two, three grooves out there. I thought uh, you've seen a great great race. It's just uh, in this day and time and with this car and how competitive it is and all the rules and stuff, they're just all really close to the same speed, and that makes it hard to pass. It was an up-and-down day for Matt Kenseth, but he ends up with a top-five finish here today at Kansas. And we'll go down to victory lane and get the thoughts of winner Jimmy Johnson in a minute. We're back at Kansas Speedway. Let's wrap things up and tell you how they finished. Jimmy Johnson is the winner. Carl Edwards ran second. Heck of a finish. Greg Biffle finished third. Jeff Gordon ran fourth. And Matt Kenseth fifth. 
Rest of the top ten, Kevin Harvick had a good day and finished sixth. So did Jeff Burton. He'll run seventh. David Reagan finished eighth. A.J. Allmendinger ninth. Elliott Sadler gets tenth. Eleventh to Denny Hamlin. Twelfth, Clint Boyer. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was thirteenth. Casey Mears comes home in fourteenth. Brian Vickers got fifteenth. Ryan Newman was sixteenth. Jamie McMurray, seventeenth. Mark Martin, eighteenth. David Rudeman, nineteenth. And Juan Pablo Montoya, twentieth. Casey Kane will finish twenty-first. David Gilliland ran twenty-second. Tony Raines, twenty-third. Twenty-fourth goes to Bobby Labonte. Bill Elliott finished twenty-fifth. Twenty-sixth is Reed Sorensen. Paul Menard ran twenty-seventh. Kyle Busch finished twenty-eighth. Not a good day for him. Patrick Carpentier finished 29th, and Kurt Busch will get tw- uh, 30th position. Coming in 31st was Dave Blaney with Regan Smith 32nd, Sam Hornish 33rd, Travis Quapple 34th, and Michael Waltrip was 35th. Marcus Ambrose comes home in 36th, Robbie Gordon 37th, Joe Nemechek was 38th, Joey Logano 39th, and Tony Stewart finished today in 40th. Kyle Petty was 41st, Scott Riggs 42nd, and Martin Truex Jr. finished in the 43rd spot after leading early on this afternoon. We saw 16 lead changes among 10 different drivers today. As far as the chase contenders, they were all up there in the front, front seven of them anyway. Then Denny Hamlin, Clint Boyer, and Dale Hart Jr. were 11th, 12th, and 13th. Kyle Busch was 20th, and Tony Stewart 40th in the rundown today. Here's the championship point standings. As we head to Talladega next weekend, Jimmy Johnson takes over the lead by 10 points over Carl Edwards. Greg Biffle is third, Jeff Burton fourth, and Kevin Harvick fifth. Only 136 points among the front five. Jeff Gordon up to sixth. He gained two spots. Clint Boyer is seventh. Dylan Hart Jr. is eighth. Matt Kenseth ninth. Denny Hamlin tenth. Tony Stewart fell four spots. He's now 11th. And Kyle Busch is 12th in the championship point standings. Next week, Talladega Super Speedway, the Amp Energy 500, will be on the air at 1.15 Eastern a week from today with race four in the chase for the NASCAR Sprint Cup. And you know that's going to be a good one. Hope you can join us there. Tickets are still available for the entire weekend, including the trucks at Talladega next Saturday afternoon. Our coverage starts on Saturday morning with pole qualifying. Again, next weekend, fourth stop on the chase to the NASCAR Sprint Cup. Voices you heard in our broadcast today, Dave Moody and Mike Bagley in the turns on Pitt Road, Winston Kelly, Alex Hayden, and Steve Post. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate Jimmy Johnson, the winner of the Camping World RV400. MRN Radio. Coverage of the Camping World RV400 presented by Coleman has come to you from Kansas Speedway. Sponsored by Sprint. For more NASCAR Sprint Cup Series, go to Sprint.com forward slash speed. Sprint ahead by Coke Zero. Play Coke Zero's Rooftop Racer starring Elliot Sadler. Visit RooftopRacer.com to play. By Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic. Our ultimate clean, your ultimate feeling. By Mack Trucks Incorporated. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center. The race fan's choice for their RV needs. By Team Tundra. Tougher with every race. Toyota. Moving forward. By Mobile One. The world's leading synthetic motor oil. Put some NASCAR in your car with the one. Mobile One. By Ford F-150. Built Ford Tough. By Craftsman. Craftsman Tools are the official tools of NASCAR. Craftsman at Sears. By Bank of America, the official bank of NASCAR. By Texaco with Techron. 
Trust your car to the star. Two-way radio and race scanner communication provided by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them online at racingelectronics.com. Today's broadcast was directed by Amanda Troutman. Broadcast engineer, Bob Wolf. Engineering assistants, Daryl Smith. Satellite engineer, Mike Weaver. Operational assistants, Frank Kersey and Mike Doncha. The executive producer for MRN is David Hyatt. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.